And we're back! Sup, bitches? Please tell me that deafened you. Can you hear that? Yeah. Oh, thank fuck. Right, we are back. This is the Music Vox. I am here with... Adam Westwood. Ben Dodd. And we are back from the summer. Who are you? I, who are you then, cunt? I, it doesn't yourself. matter who I am. They, they should know be Matt. No, no, be one Kenobi. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the intro already. Best musical analysis podcast around. <laughs> I am Callum Gunner Jones and I am your host. Um, and it's been a while. It has been a while. It's been a very long while. Like I'd say months. I've not seen you in a while, but we went for a pint yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall. We did. We are still in the same tiny crappy studio <laughs> last year. We're never going to improve. No, we're, we're never going to get out of here. Westwood's got a skin fade though. <laughs> do, it's a bit old now. It's a bit. It's a bit dead now. But we, we get, we're gonna skin fade. Sounds like another name for circumcision. Oh, <laughs> oh God! No, not in that case. Not in that case. Oh, we are faded. healthy though. I mean, it, it can be. Yeah, because you don't get like STDs and shit. Callum, this is a music show, not a sexual advice. <laughs> do, do you want me to sing my sexual advice then? No. Not really, mate. Oh, Let's fine. just talk about music, all right? Fine, it's, been, it's, music. Been a, it's been a very long time. What's everyone been listening to over the summer? Um, lots of sad stuff. The new sort of Beach Dog album a lot, the new Oso Oso album a lot, and a lot of the stuff I was listening to before summer as well. And that's. Are you covering that today or is that. No, I'll cover that next week mm. because this is your. It's your week. Oh, it's your time you. to shine. It's my spotlight. What about you, Dadam? Um, I mean, I've listened to a lot of a lot of Igor in the last like month or two. Uh, I listened to the new Brockhampton album, Ginger, quite a lot. But this is all end of the summer sort of stuff. I mean, I didn't really listen to anything oh, that awesome. new towards yeah. the beginning of the summer. Like, I sort of left Igor for a while. I'll tell you what I didn't listen to. The Logic album that Adam told me to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I don't blame you I psyched myself up so much for that Logic album like trying to get in the mood to listen to it and I couldn't I, can I fucking didn't do you know what I, I did the other day I just never do you know what I did the other day what? I sold a coat I got the Lo- I sold a coat I got the Logic tour on Depop yesterday someone bought that for 50 English pounds oh you bought that no so better let me explain I went with my friend Kieran. Kieran really wanted this coat, and he bought it for like sixty quid, and then didn't care for it. Didn't so about a, get a profit. about a month later, he bought a month later. He sold it to me for like twenty quid because it was me. I know. But I hated it, and I've only worn it once. And now I hate Logic. He's a bit of a clown, so I sold it on eBay for fifty quid to a stan. <laughs> it's just inflation. It's only taken a year of his bullying him. <laughs> <laughs> just got the t-shirts. Get rid of now. We can get rid of that soon. Yeah. We'll the way. I finally started thinking logically. Um, We're here all year. Our, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Nobody's listening to this, let's be honest. Um, My mum? To be honest, I was the opposite. I started listening to new shit probably at the start of summer and then <laughs> just old shit throughout like, the end of summer. Yeah. I'll go through my Spotify playlist now just to have a quick check see if there's anything I'm missing out on straight away. But there's been a lot, it's been a lot of like, I've listened to a lot of 80s stuff. Like I got, I started listening I started to, to a lot of 70s and 80s towards the end. I mean, have you guys um, got that? Your rewind and your top, yeah, your top current thing on Spotify, yeah. yeah. Mine are like exactly oh, the same. The yeah, mine are the exact thing. same. It's I'm literally like there's songs from like Igor in both the li- the like on repeat and the re- like the recently repeated. Same. <laughs> like, mine are mine are literally I mean, I the same to, playlist. Um, Ventura quite a lot. I know that came out in yeah. August, but uh, in April I say. But I'm not sure if we even covered it back in the day. Oh, like it the out. shit that we listened to in 2018, because obviously. For, we've already banged on about how good it was for music. Is anyone still like bumping shit from then? Um, still got albums or songs on repeat. I listen a to Tybill quite a lot still. Yeah. I listen to. That's unquestionable for me to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I'm trying to think about stuff I listened to from last year. Flatbush. Flatbush, yeah. I listened to Anderson Pat, uh, what's called? I listened to um, Oxnard quite a lot mm. still. Even though he's not a fan of it, I still quite like it. Tranquility yeah. Bass is one for me. That I me. haven't listened to that in ages. I, I listened to a lot of the Kanye records from last year as well. A lot. I still uh, listen to Kitsy Ghost quite a lot. Yeah. I listened to, to Ye quite recently. I listened to Daytona quite a lot. Uh, all Daytona. the like, yeah. I mean the Kanye like, produced records, stuff. like the Kanye Summer sort of stuff. Yeah, all, all the folky st- chill stuff that I listened to a lot last year, I, I haven't touched for ages. I've listened to like a lot of like heavier punky stuff for like months. And that's why I'm so it's angry. Depressing stuff. I still listen to, I still listen to <laughs> yeah. Swimming all the time as well. I kind of forgot that came out last year. It feels like it's been out for a lot longer than that, but I still listen to that all the time. Iridescence? Yeah, I still listen to Iridescence all the time. Oh, I've still listened to Ginger. I'm going to smack you. It's because, right, in like what, two years they've released about five records? And I'm just I mean, like three. Come on, three. Three years. Yeah, three years. Still, five three records. years for five records. I'm like, I'm a bit Brockhampton out. That's why I was more excited for the Kevin Abstract solo shit. I really liked that. That was really good. <laughs> I really liked that. Don't know if I listened to it. Nah, Arizona you... Baby. Mine had done. Mm. I can't remember it. Hello. Whoops. I started playing something that I was going to talk about just then. <laughs> the one thing from the summer that has surprised me a lot is. Are we going bad to? Good or good to bad over the summer? I'm going to get this out of the way first and then we'll go bad to good. Okay. Just because I've, I've just started playing a song from it. I started playing skits. So I feel like I need to now mention it. Um, YBN Corday is a, oh, is a geezer I shouted a lot of shit about. Really? I shouted a lot of shit about on old podcasts. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really a big fan of the whole like YBN sort of crew. He was like the only one that was a fan of. Yeah, I didn't really care for any of them. And then The Lost Boy kind of changed my opinion on it. It's a really, really good mm. album. Like, it's very good. Like, RPN... R&P is one of the, the better songs of the year for just its beat alone. Is that the one with Anderson Pack? It is the one with Anderson Pack. Didn't he Pack. perform that live on like, what was it, Jimmy Fallon or something like he that? He did. Yeah. Um, but like way back home with Ty Dollar Sign is great. Well, Ty Dollar Sign's always a great feature, so that was really good. Is uh, he? <laughs> I mean, I think he is. I'm a big fan of his, his, like, his vocal style. So mm. I mean, I think he works for a feature. I mean, I don't think there's really a bad song on the entire album, to be fair. But that's all. That's my two cents on it. If you've not heard it, mm. give I'm it a listen. listen to it. Give it a listen. Are we not all trapped out yet? Because I really am. I am. <laughs> Adam's still going I didn't listen to like, a lot of it. Why Ben Corday's not trapped though? It's more more towards the J. Cole side of that. Oh, is it? Yeah, I, I kind of wrongly assumed he was like that. Because I'd, I'd heard other, I'd heard other of the mm. YBN. Much more of a conscious rapper than, say, YBN yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, Namir or someone like that. Okay. He does remind me quite a lot of J. Cole. Yeah, yeah. But if we're talking bad stuff this summer, <laughs> Chance the Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> My wife. I didn't even give it a chance. My I wife. My wife, the album. My wife, the album. My, my wife, the album. It, we're going to get some tweets up right now from Callum from the official Music Vox Twitter account as he listened to this I, I live. I kind of live tweeted it because I was like, you know what? I just, I, I'm listening to it and I'll probably need to vent. You've got nothing better to do. I've got, I literally had nothing better to do. It was half nine at night. <laughs> <laughs> Peak summer night, this. Peak summer night. <laughs> go go through them. Do you want me to narrate them? No, nah, no. Nah, we could just talk about it and I'll just turn these into points. I'll okay. let you vent. <laughs> I mean, everyone in this room knows that I'm quite a big Chance fan. Like, mm. both Acid Rap and Colouring Book were like, I listened to a lot. And I mean, I, the first album I listened to when I first came to Sheffield to, for an open day for uni was Colouring Book. So I sort of remember that as like, when I listen to that, I think about me first coming to uni all the time. But. So I was like, when I heard there was a new Chance album, I was so excited. And I, Same, because I loved Acid Rap so much. I have only been able to listen to six tracks on the album. I can't get past it. It gets to a point where I'm so bored 
and fed up, I don't want to listen anymore. Yeah. And this is from a man who's one of my favourite artists of the last decade, and he's making mm. me want to not listen to him. I mean, he's probably one of the most iconic rappers, like, if you were to define this decade of hip-hop, it would oh, be. Oh, yeah, of course. Ch- Chance is up there. But, <laughs> I mean, I only got into him last year after you two recommended yeah, yeah, rap yeah. and Coloring Book. <laughs> Bear in mind, this was his debut album, because the others were mixtapes. And fuck me, that was, like, it was awful. What's the difference, though? Like, he calls them a mixtape and he calls this um, an album. There's, I mean, there's I think a, it was because at the time they were mixtapes because he couldn't make money from them. There's more of a concept behind Acid I think Rap, albums... Though. I don't actually know this. Like, it's more thing. of a cohesive project, Acid Rappers. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't know the definition between... To be fair, you could probably get it up on a uh, Google now. I am doing that as well. Yeah. But my phone just fell out of charge, like, so I'm sure... I think it was the weight of the vinyl, because an EP... And an LP, an LP's a yeah. full album. I suppose, yeah, it's probably changed yeah. over the last few years because obviously, like, B sides aren't really a thing anymore because we don't yeah. have. Well, we do have vinyl because they're making a comeback, but we don't have vinyl as prominent as they were, say, in the eighties. Mm. But <laughs> the diff- the main difference between a mixtape and an album is that mixtapes are usually free, so that's the main thing. So, like, for for a rap for a rap mixtape at least, yeah, usually if you make a mixtape, it'll be free. And then it means you won't. Pro- you probably won't have a lot of the samples, which is why if you listen to, if you listen to, no chances now put on his old catalog on Spotify and everything. But does that mean that they can um, be technically classed as albums then? Since he will be making money from them. Potentially, but that's only, that's only because well, that's only now since he's paid all the rights of the songs. But he can't get the sam- He has not got the sample for Juice cleared mm. for some reason. So if you listen to the album on Spotify, if you listen to Acid Rap on Spotify, it gets to Juice and he's like, "Hey, I couldn't get the sample cleared, but every." All the uh, profits for this thirty-second like track go towards social works and helping kids in Chicago, or whatever. If you mm. listen to it through the thirty seconds, whatever it is, which is at least, I suppose it's decent, but like, yeah, I suppose. I like, suppose now you kind of could class it as an album, but it was a mixtape. Yeah, that's probably why a lot of a um, like Flatbush Zombies, their first mixtape, I think, is it better off dead? They that they couldn't get that on Spotify or anything because they couldn't clear the samples. So like, I think the past. At least their the debut album. Stuff, yeah. yeah, the debut album and maybe Vacation in Hell. All of it was just like all the beats and all that like weren't sampled at all. It was all made by Eric. Right. Okay. The Spotify's the Spotify. Uh, Wikipedia, the, the ever reliable source, is saying that in hip hop and R and B culture, a mixtape often describes a self-produced or independently released album issued free of charge to gain publicity and to avoid potential copyright infringements. Yeah, because he did. Um, he self-produced. Yeah, he, self-produced all, he self-produced all of the stuff he's done, but he's also then, he also then wouldn't have paid for any of the samples he used. Right. Okay. Just because then, if he's not making any money from them, they can't say he's like, mm. that's, that's, the, that's the copyright issue. If you're making money off someone else's, like someone else's art without them getting credit, that's the issue. Yeah, yeah. Around course. copyright. So I get, I, they, all, they all were mixtapes, but yeah. now the fact that on Spotify could potentially change the definition of them. Mm, I suppose if they were originally released as mixtapes, then in hip-hop culture, they would probably still be classed as mixtapes. Yeah, I'm still going to class them as that because yeah. that's what they were when they came out. Which I think Let's talk about how shit Big Day is. Yeah. Like, it started off really well. Did it? Yeah, like, the first few tracks were good, but then they were made shit because the rest of the album were the exact same as the opening tracks. Right. And yeah, there's, they, no, there's no growth in the album. There's no, so there's no story very being told. Monotonous. There's nothing new. It's just kind of a lot Bearing of the same. Bearing in mind, it's 22 tracks long. Which yeah, it's a lot. It's a long. Hell. It's a long lesson. And the concept to it, which the big day is about a wedding. It's like that's not really a deep concept to have a big album about. 
Oh, I didn't even realise that's why it was called Big Dan. Yeah, because it's his wife, in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's my wife. I think he tried to make his 444, which is you no know, Jay-Z's thing, yeah, album about, about his wife, because like... he was cheating on Beyonce, which is still absurd. <laughs> but um, Do you know why it's called 444? No. Because he woke up at 4.44 in the morning and thought, I'm going to stop cheating on Beyonce. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hate men. I hate men. Same. I don't. We're okay. Uh, You you two are nice. You're not a man. (laughs) You're a a boy. None of us are men. I mean, but yeah, the album is complete and utter garbage. It's it's hot trash. Like, the first song literally sounds like it's been ripped from a Disney show. Yeah. It's like that old whimsical, happy shit i sound f- fucking miserable <laughs> you are you it are. made me miserable <laughs> uh, yeah the hooks weren't that inspiring they dragged uh, yeah lyrically it was fucking shit uh, <clears throat> like chance has always been one that's actually had lyrically he's been quite good production wise been really good he's been funny hasn't he and he's been funny he's He's, he's, he's like not, a caricature. He's not taking himself too seriously. Yeah. Whereas this album is taking himself so seriously. Yeah. It almost goes to against... the point where it becomes ridiculous. Yeah. Like he's, like you said about him being a caricature, he's playing into his own stuff so much yeah. that it becomes inauthentic, doesn't it? Yeah. Like he's become self-aware or something. Yeah. Like logic, he became self-aware of the whole bio biracial thing. And so Amazing. he started to mention it more as a joke. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Please. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is. I think it's. Th- I think like just because more people like Chance to Logic, it doesn't excuse the fact that like they've done the same thing. Like Logic made an album literally just saying I'm biracial, I'm biracial, and everyone clowned him for it. We have to. We also have to like clown Chance the Rapper because the entire album is just my wife, my wife, my wife, my wife, my wife. It's the same thing. If you're gonna spend like twenty tracks talking to the exact same topic with nothing different, no growth, no. Not even like even difference in like style of the song. I feel like you're gonna to have to be clowned for it because you've you've spent all this time making it, promoting it, making it seem like it's gonna be amazing, and then it's just twenty tracks of the same crap. And that's exactly why I found clown logic, and I feel like it should be the same way around for chance. Yeah, I think if you're putting something into the public sphere, you've got to just accept that people are gonna criticize it. Yeah, I mean. He doesn't seem to be that upset by the fact that people have been criticising it because he keeps coming out in interviews being like, well, like, it's true, I do care for my wife, so I'm going to talk about it. Well, that's that fair play to him, though. Which is if fair, he's yeah, made, like, if, like, if that's the way you think and that's your mindset, brilliant. Because I don't think as an artist you have, like, you just make what you want to make. You not you don't owe anyone anything. Yeah, you you but, like, for hmm. me, I'd, I'd make what I want to hear. But at the same time, but, if it's shit, no one owe, yeah. like, has to like it. You, you can make what you want, but... Oh, he, I think he's just surrounded by yes men who are like oh yeah this is great this is great this is great this is great it's just his wife sat there <laughs> going, yes do you know what almost the problem is because he's independent like if you've got a big record label they won't let you put out shit like uh, uh, I mean well, they will they will depending on if they're a cash grab but some, some yeah they'll want you to at least have a certain quality of music so that they can sell it and make a lot of money from you I'm glad he's independent I'm so glad am he's I, independent so am I, no, I'm not saying that this is but be- I, ho- I just want someone around because- that's like chance Come on, are you are you hearing this? <laughs> Put this in the bin, mate. Because of the people around him, who are most of them are probably his best mates since he was a little kid. Also, the thing is, like, he's rapping about his wife, but it's like, do we care? <laughs> do we care about his wife? I'm pretty sure they've only been married like 
six months or something. Yeah. Really? I think yeah. They like got married at the start of the year. Oh, it's like we know nothing about her. We don't care <laughs> enough about his it's wife. It's like when someone is- gets a girlfriend and like after two weeks they're putting stuff on Instagram. You're yeah. It's like shut up. Like could we name? Sure. Like do we know his wife's name? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> like if it's like the thing with Jay Z's is that like is it Keisha? We know Beyonce. We, she's a superstar, so we're she's interested. probably more famous than he is. We're, yeah, probably. In fact, no, definitely. Yeah, but definitely. But Chance the Rapper's wife. Kirsten Corley is her name. And, like, she's probably a lovely lady, but we she don't care. She's a lovely yeah. person, but the thing is... We don't know enough about or are invested enough in their relationship. Like, <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't care. Like, they don't... Mm, you know, I just, I'm just a bit weird about it. Like, I feel like you got to... You got to think when you're making an album, you you. For me, at least, I'd want to be able to relate to the sort of not even not just not, not like I have to relate. Like I mean, I can't relate to half the stuff in Kendrick's albums, but mm. like. You're making stuff for your audience to listen to. Most of Chance's audience are a very young audience. Like they're they're most of his fans are probably younger than we are. So if mm. you're rapping about a wife when no one else has wives at our age. It's not like you can't really understand where he's coming from. Like yeah. Jay Z matured with his audience. All, all like he came up in the nineties, obviously. So by the time twenty fourteen or whatever, that time I think that was when his album was released. Which one? Four forty four. Twenty fourteen. Was it two years? Like, was it like a year and a half ago. I don't, I don't fucking know. Four forty four was like twenty eighteen, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like it's not one twenty eighteen. <laughs> it might have been twenty seventeen. I think it was twenty eighteen. It was not twenty fourteen. But but by by the time it came around, which is this decade. Yeah. All his audience from the nineties would have been married. They're all married. They're all uh, yeah, in relationships. So that came out twenty seventeen. Just by the way, thirtieth oh, of June. Twenty seventeen. Fucking thirtieth of June. Anyway, still this decade. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You still. So right. they've all matured with him. Uh, um, but also, I've just found some lyrics from it. I forgot. I put so much short shit. They were so much style. My stylist got no dresser. Fuck going straight to the pros. I'm professor. That doesn't really mean anything. Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking shit. It's like a um like it's like the big Sean Lil Wayne comparison. A uh, Lil Wayne's punchlines are so ridiculous that they kinda of come back on themselves yeah. and make it funny. Cause he, they know that he's not taking himself seriously. He, like it's Lil Wayne. But with Big Sean, they're so ridiculous like they're ridiculous. But he still feels like he's taking himself seriously. So it's a complete miss. Yeah, with yeah, his yeah. punchlines, and that's, that was the same. Like this, has, I guess it was just oh, it was painful. I have to give a shout out to the, to the baby though. Fuck me, he say he, I can't remember what song he was on, but he saved it. <laughs> it was really good feature, and he's been like that all summer. The baby's been been doing big things this summer. Big, I don't really know big who he features. Was. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know who he was until he was the the big. Uh, I mean, so I've been after. Going back to what was our last episode, we discussed Little Nas X, right? There was obviously Panini's drop. Well, I mean, seven drops since we last spoke about him. And I think for an EP, it's not too bad. Like, I've heard a lot worse EPs. I didn't like seven. I mean, I liked about three or four of the tracks out it's of it. It's not bad. But I liked about four of the tracks out of it. And about it okay. a seven track EP, I mean, it's more than half. Like, he's just, he sounds like just a generic rapper to me. Yeah. I liked so him when the, he was yeah, doing the, his cowboy shit. Also, yeah. shout out to a gay black man for dominating the country charts yeah <laughs> dominating every chart yeah but mainly guy. the country charts but, um, the point I was going to make was uh, Panini was dropped as a single after as soon as uh, uh, Old Town Road fell off number one 
So then basically it was his record label getting another song to number one the second he dropped off. And then the big remix version was Baby on Panini and it works really well. Mm. And just fair play to him for getting on one of the yeah. biggest songs of the summer. You know? he, he's been on a lot of songs and he's every feature's been great. He dropped an album a few days ago, still not listening to it. But I don't even know he dropped an album, so yeah. I'll get on that at some point soon. I think his name Kirk or something. Um, I think that might have been his dad na- dad's name. Oh, oh. cute. I, um, there was a song with Ari Lennox who dropped an album earlier on in the year which was one of my favourite albums this year and mm-hmm. it sounded like a reject from the new Lion King really? <laughs> it was awful it was awful it was terrible I, um, a lot like some of, the, some of it just sounded dated I, um, I, I don't even want to go to the rest of this it was just, it was just, it was just the, just the, the, yeah. the chant stuff still yeah I, um, <laughs> Sean Mendes was on the album. I skipped that song. <laughs> I couldn't make it through. I couldn't make it through. And I really wanted to. But I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. I got so bored. I just heard how bad it was and was like, no, I'm, I'm just not going to listen to this. It just made me, like, not upset, but I was like, I just missed the old chance. And then I listened to Acid Rap and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy again. Because now, now it's on Spotify. I don't have to have a weird link downloaded on my phone. I can go yeah. to a different app to bot yeah. it. I can just put it into my into my playlist, which is fabulous. I didn't get through the entire thing. I think I stopped at Get A Bag. I don't know if that was the one with Nicki Minaj or the one oh, before Nicki Minaj. But I think I stopped there because I was like, it's, it, it's where I ended it. Nicki Minaj. It sounded like 10 other uninspiring songs on the album. Yeah. Like, AM, he had a large gospel influence with the... Uh, um, it's like he wanted to be Kanye, but all he wants to be is be Kanye West. All he wants to do is be Kanye. I think we all can as tell good that. As Kanye. <laughs> like the gospel stuff, it's not as inspiring or as upbeat as normal gospel normal gospel gospel music is. And it was just oh, it's it just, it was I I just can't relate to gospel. Like I'm mm. I'm not religious. Most people no. in England aren't. Like yeah, I I I don't really listen to gospel music like a lot. I never have. It's just like. It, when when you like see a video of it, I'm like think like this Kanye Sunday service, it's quite upbeat. It's yeah. a uh, I want nothing against gospel music at all. I think it's quite it can be quite a great genre of music. It's just you it brings have to, people together. You have to use it really it. well. If you just if you're using gospel just for the sake of like, well, this sounds cool. I think because no you've got no heart invested in it. It's about point. marriage, and obviously there's a whole church and religious side to it, and it's like cool, but it's a shit concept, shit album, shit rapping, shit production. It's just shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on from that. Yeah, please. I'm getting annoyed by just remembering the album. So got something really good for once. Crash Talk, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, He's just dropped his phone on the floor. Oh, what a yeah. twat. Smashed it? No, we're nah, fine. We're all nah, fine. Nah, nah. Happy days. Katie's face something really there. good. Eagle. Tyler the Creator. Yeah, that was good. I love it. <laughs> I think I might prefer it to Flower Boy at the mm, minute at least. I still prefer Flower Boy. But Come to me in about six months and I'll, fi- I'll give you a final like choice. Bomb was the I prefer it to Flower Boy. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I like well, the understated vocals. I know I have, because mm. I listened to it over summer a couple yeah. of times. Ah. Yeah, I listened to it loads over the summer. Same. I was, it got to a point where I had no new music. I, I was getting bored of the playlist I already had, and I was looking through albums I had downloaded on Spotify to get on the train. I was like, oh, I downloaded that when it came out. Let's give it another go. It's a cool kind of lo-fi rap that I really like. like There's not a bad point chill. in the album as well. Like It's sort of like... It starts off really good and doesn't drop off at all. Yeah. It doesn't like it doesn't get better, but it doesn't get worse. It sort of stays at that like top level. Yeah. It's also I really like the concept as well. There's a concept done well. What was the concept? Am. Um, it's the it's well it's the pro- 
progression of a uh, being infatuated with someone. Right. A um. So let me get the album up because I was listening to it. A um. Because everyone knows what everyone knows what ego is. What an ego is. That is Frankenstein's it's, helper, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's the ugly helper, and it's in this sense that it's Tyler's ugly, ugly side to his personality. Right. I assume, yeah, that, I assume that mainly is like his past and shit. Yeah. As well. Yeah. A um. So obviously it starts off with this infatuation with this guy. A um. I'm assuming it's a guy, considering when we get to a boy is a gun. It's the idea that the guy shoots him down, rejects him. A um. He feels like his puppet, which is another song. And then towards the end, you've got so- songs like hey, uh, Gone, Gone, Thank You, I Don't Love You Anymore, and Are We Still Friends? So it's the idea of getting over him. He doesn't need him. Yeah. But still kind of wants to stay close to the guy. Okay. So it's a really, really well done concept. The production is beautiful. Also, I'm pretty sure he's the first, I don't know if it's the first hip-hop artist or the first male hip-hop artist to go number one with a self-written, self-produced and self-performed album. I think, you, yeah, because there's no feature on the album at all, is there? No. I mean, no credited features. Yeah. Uzi sings in Igor's theme, Playboy Carties and Earthquake. Yeah. And I think that's the same throughout the album. But they're not, but yeah, they're not actually credited. They're not like... I don't think they're fully credited, or at least as features. Yeah. As features, so... I mean, I just think it's it sums him up as an artist perfectly in that, like, 50 minutes, whatever it is. Like, you get everything that he does. I mean, apart from, like, the really old hardship, which he's not done in ages, but, like... You can see the growth of a guy just from listening to that one album, and yeah. I think it's a great album. Like some of the like some of the songs on there are maybe my favorites of the year. Mm. Like "A Boy's a Gun's brilliant. Earthquake Earth, was obviously the single, but I think that's still brilliant. Like you can tell why it was the single. Yeah. Even though it's probably the most earthquake, it's yeah. the most singy song on the album, I'd say. Yeah. But you can tell why it was the single and why it was chosen. It's yeah, it, it was really good. I realized when I was playing because I played we were on holiday and I uh, played it for my family. And they were like, this is boring. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can see it being really repetitive. But actually, I persuaded yeah. my dad to like it because I explained to him the concept of the album. He was like, wow, he's a really creative guy. Then I was like, he is called Tyler the Creator. But yeah. I got my mum to listen to Brockhampton <laughs> on the way to Sheffield this year. <laughs> and she was like, it's not bad. I got my mum into Father John Misty. Wow. My mum loves Father John Misty, he's actually. Sick, isn't it? Yeah. He's, a, he's a mum. And t- until they he's listen to the artist. lyrics, and then he's talking about. Yeah. Come on, bed sheets. Yeah, stuff. I honestly thought you were about, oh. about, you were both about to say he's a mum fucker, and I was like, No, <laughs> oh, he definitely he is, be. though. He definitely is Father John yeah. Misty. I really like him. I've gotten into him. Have you really? Yeah. What are, there's an album that I really love. That I, like. I love you, Honey Bear. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love that album. Yeah, I've finally got it on CD for my car. Katie played it for me first time. I think towards the start of the relationship. Yeah. And oh, it's a beautiful album. Callum got a girlfriend since you last spoke to him. No, I think I've had. I've been with Katie since then. Did you? Did I've you even spoke? I don't think you spoke about it though. You've got a new girlfriend. <laughs> oh, Potentially. Girl. Potential girlfriend. Maybe. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, the, the transfer window opened. <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel was out. <laughs> he brought someone else in. Her new boyfriend is Jesus. <laughs> I love you, Jesus. I got depression. That, that was the song. Okay. You listened to Now, transitioning perfectly into that. The cave. Dots. Don't, don't overthink shit. Zach, uh, the entire series from Kenny Beats on YouTube. I don't know if you've heard about this. No, I, I don't know. So what there's you're a pr- about. there's a producer in the hip hop game called Kenny Beats. Right. Um, 
now he is a really good producer like he can mm. make your he can make insane beats and, and insane like shots like loud abrasive 808s and things like that. it tends to be his thing okay, you, you know, have you listened do... to FM FM by Finn Staples no I haven't a um well that the way I was going to say he produced that a um basically he wanted to make a series where pe- he'd make a beat for someone to the specific requirements they wanted then they'd go in the studio and freestyle over it mm. and make a track on it and there was about 12 episodes and I think they I think they started coming out just after we finished recording for the I summer so. and he's just start, he's just finished season one but there was guys like Denzel Curry was on one there was it's amazing uh, Doja Cat was on one there was Zach Fox the comedian on one which then became a single called Jesus is the one I've got depression right that was it Jesus is the one it's amazing um, <laughs> there's then there was ones with JPEG Mafia there was ones with Vince Staples there was ones who were like Earth, Earth Gang did one Earth Gang did one Finn Staples one was fucking hilarious Little Yachty did the worst one ever and even even <laughs> Kenny Beats is clowning it it's that bad yeah. Yeah. Kenny Beats is also now known as the police because of Vince Staples <laughs> Vince Staples called him the police just cause I think because he's, he's a white guy white. just because he's white <laughs> so he's now no, everyone calls him the police you yeah. can't get away from the police man. That, that literally the police and that Zach Fox single defines his career now he's done so many good things but it's just those two things that he's known for yeah. now unfortunately but, it, but it's funny it's one of the best it's like literally every episode will be about 10 to 15 minutes long and it just include it will show him making the beat as well as just like him joking around with the artists yeah and but then also then the artist freestyle at the end and it's just like it's a really good show like there's one the one he does Rico Nasty was on it he does one with Freddie Gibbs and oh, have you ever Freddie heard Gibbs one is amazing. have you ever had the song uh, White Cocaine it's like what's her name what's her name Miss White Cocaine it's like one of the hardest no. rap songs Freddie of all Gibbs. time <laughs> well, I know, uh, but he sampled that in Freddie Beats is one. Yeah. So the entire backing Freddie Beats, <laughs> Freddie Beats is uh, the entire backing track of the beat is just a w- Miss White Cocaine is brilliant. It's so good, and I can't get over how good it is. I will show you a few before the end of this. One more, one more on air, and we can get your raw thoughts. Okay, but that's just oh, something that I wanted great. to mention from the summer. It's yeah, great. Hey, uh, did we finish with Igor? Yeah. Did anyone uh, have yeah. any more points sure. to say about it? No, I, I didn't. I think that might be the Grammy winner. You think? I think that'll probably win Grammy. Maybe rap, rap album. album of the year. I don't know about album of the year. Although, is it classed as a rap album? I suppose, yeah. Because he didn't really class it as a rap album. More like R&B, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's more R&B, but then if, I suppose there's a, there's a way you could call it rap. And I think mm. the Grammys will probably call it rap because he's a yeah. black male. And then and he, he, is known must, for rap, he must be, be a rapper. So, I, I think it probably will be classed as a rap album, but it, probably rightly so as well in some mm. cases, because he does rap a lot on it a lot, doesn't he? Mm, yeah, from time to time. The latter half of the album, yeah. he raps a lot on it. If, you'll probably really like the album if, like, some people don't like it because the mixing is a bit off, maybe a bit, like, his voice is a bit too low. I think, is that why you didn't like it at first? Cause yeah, I thought it was a bit jarring, but then yeah. I, I got I into thought the exact it. same. I got into the vibe. Yeah, you kind of grow to love it, I guess. Yeah. But if you don't like kind of, you know, the Earl Sweatshirt style, low mixed uh, vocals, then you probably won't like it. Yeah. That's an artist I've gotten into over the summer, Earl Sweatshirt. Uh, Doris and I Don't Like Shit, So I Don't Go Outside are two great albums. I've never really given them a fair chance, to be honest I didn't you. at the start, because I didn't... I. I didn't I've like the mixing, but over the summer I kind of grew to appreciate him. He's really fucking good. I still don't like some rap songs though. And what was your favourite album from the summer then? The Slaughter Beach Dog one for sure. Mm. It's literally amazing. And talk they're going me, on tour. Talk, sell it to me now. 
Are you going to save it for next week? I'm going to talk in detail about it next week. But still give us maybe give us a quick like, 30 second rundown then. I, well, I've, I've written a review that I'm going to post on somewhere Ooh. soon. And it's just, it's basically the, it's the guy from an emo punk band called Modern Baseball. But they split up a while ago. And this was his side project that he got rid of, that he created because he had kind of writer's block. So mm. for their first record, he made he like made a load of characters in this town called Slaughter Beach and wrote it about them because he he was like he couldn't write from his own perspective or he he could but yeah he just wanted something fresh and yeah. then when Modern Baseball split up he um it was like his full time thing and he put out a couple of records and the second one was like really folky acoustic with a lot of slide guitar and stuff is that the one that Phoenix was on that song? yeah yeah. yeah. It's just a really chill album, uh, and this one, uh, the previous two he he did on his own, played all the drums and everything himself, uh, but this one he got full band in, uh, and it's like some of the tracks are like stripped back and folky, some are like kind of heavy with big guitars, and some are like there's a couple where there's um, where there'll be a like a noodly guitar in the background, and then it'll just kind of talk over it. And it it sounds really fucking weird, but it's I just love it. It's so sick. The the song you showed me, I I really like. Yeah, there's two. Yeah. There's two like that. Uh, that the one I showed you was called 104 Degrees, and that was off a mixtape, e or an EP or whatever you want to call it that came out in like 2017. Ah. Uh, and the the two songs off the new album, which is called Safe and Also No Fear, is like a they're like successors to that spoken word one but i'll save i'll talk about it more next time and they're going on tour and i'm seeing them in england did you get the ticket no they go oh, up tomorrow oh, shit, but they yeah. won't sell out because no. only cool alternative people like me like them <laughs> <laughs> are they coming to sheffield no uh, Leeds is the nearest like, one Knots. Knots. i'm gonna see him go might see him twice might see him manchester as well because mm. i really like them yeah okay. i know where the soup kitchen is in manchester yeah yeah do you know I'll, I'll see how much tickets cost I'll see if I can get one just for see? you I'll give them a listen for next week oh, yeah, I'll give a full, a full review oh, of my thoughts oh sound because I'm that nice he'll come back and be like why was this man speaking <laughs> this <laughs> man talking, talking funny yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, do you remember when I listened to the daughter's record from last year <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you got so fucking pissed I was so anno- I was so confused I never really listened to Daughters before. That's Neither like, had I. I didn't have an opinion. I didn't have an opinion. I didn't, I mean, I was you like... You did oh, have an opinion. I had you an opinion. Fuming. I was yeah, so you did not like it. It was just weird. To be fair, you don't look like a noise rock fan, Adam, to be honest. I don't have an issue with noise rock, right? I don't have an issue with any genre. I'll give everything a listen. I'll give everything a try. I mean, I used to listen to metal for like two years straight. Yeah. But then I, I listened to this and I was like, every song sounds the exact fucking the, same. I quite liked it. The mo- I listened to it a couple of times after our podcast and I could get into that Daughters record if I gave it time. I don't think I was ever really a fan of that type there's of maybe like one. Music. There's like one or two tracks maybe enjoyed out of all like 10 of them. Yeah. But it wasn't enjoyed to the point where I'm like, I'm going to put this in a playlist and listen to this all the time. I was kind of just a bit like... Oh. I should tell you a kind of uh, like uh, artist not like that, but it just reminded me uh, that I kind of listened to over the summer and... Are you going to say Idols? No. Uh, Sammy Grumi was a uh, Death Grips. Yeah, okay. I, I, I can't get into Death Grips. I couldn't. And then listen to the Money Store. And I still don't know my opinion. Money like, Store's the I one like that was, this with the really weird album cover. With yeah. the, Money Store's the, 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 the time, 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 time
I think it, it's got like it's the black and white cover yeah, with the two the, characters like a, a chain as well yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the 10 out of 10 and I was like some of this is really good some of this I don't know like I still don't know my opinion on them <laughs> yeah. like I also don't know how to define them they're their own thing which I respect but I'm also like I'm left speechless and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing I, I've never had this with an artist before on the subject of like he- more heavy stuff have you guys either of you listened to Idols they were at Wynob. I don't think we got around oh, to seeing them. You should have seen them. Apparently they're, they're good. They're like, you know, like the kind of slaves indie punk kind yeah. of vibe. They're like that, but infinitely better. Like <laughs> I'm not huge on slaves. I've only ever no, seen sl- the glass Slaves' of first record was sick, but yeah. then they got like into that whole self cliche thing. Hmm. But yeah. Idols are so cool. Um, their top, their, their best song is called, or my favourite of their songs. It's called Never Fight a Man with a Perm. <laughs> I have heard them. Yeah, I have heard you them. You like them? I, I like that I song. That. Yeah. Because uh, there's a wrestling company in Sheffield I do some work with called Breed and they named one of their shows after that song. Yeah. And I do the music for them and I'll do like all their playlists and stuff. And that was the name of the song. And that was the name of the, the, the show. So that was obviously in the thing. And I was like, well, this song's pretty sick. Can we pause it? I'll put an idol song on. because I want, album I want... would you recommend? Joy is an act of resistance or brutalism? Whatever one, the one about being a walking thyroid's on. Just pa- pause one what? sec, please. <laughs> okay, let's pause this. We'll give you a quick listen as well. And then we'll be back in a short moment. What did we think? That was great. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. It was hilarious. So that was Idols Never Fight a Man with a Perm for anyone that was interested. It it does sound like stuff white people punch their walls to across well, the world. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. It's just the kind of punk <laughs> that I've I really oh, like. The wall. Like it's it's just fun, isn't it? Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that was fun to watch. Yeah. And the tiny desk was great. Yeah. The tiny desk version's really good. And also the re, the music video is the lead singer fighting with people in a caricature like video game, which is just what you want to see in them? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a really sick band. Yeah, they are very Sex Pistols esque. Yeah, yeah. But again, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a bad. No, thing. that's not a bad thing. I love Sex Pistols. I think that's quite a, quite a nice thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ever listen to "God Save the Queen" by the Sex Pistols? Of course I have. Yeah. yeah. God save the God Queen. Save the queen. <laughs> the hasn't? fascist regime. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's a banger. <laughs> have you? He, uh, Sex Pistols do a cover of a uh, My Way by Frank Sinatra and it's fucking oh, what? hilarious. What? Really? It's great. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to We're that. We're going to have to play it at be, the end. That might be. Well, that's going to be We're the not doing another now. cut. We're not doing another <laughs> cut. We're not cutting you again, but we'll, we'll give you that at the end of the song. It's great. He starts off singing like he's absolutely pissed and he goes, no, that's a different song. No, that's a different song I'm thinking. No, it does start off drunk and then the, the guitar kicks in and he just goes, my way. <laughs> They've also got a song called... Are the Sex Pistols the ones where it was a couple and they both died? I don't think so. No. I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think there was like four members of it. No, no. The, guy, the lead singer and his girlfriend both died of heroin overdose. What's the lead singer of the Sex Pistols? Uh, Sid Vicious. Yeah. Him. Was it him? Yeah. Oh, right. 
And was it Johnny Rotten? Was like a Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Murphy has a funny line about him from a. Uh, oh, <laughs> I can't fucking wait until Morrissey dies. <laughs> But, um, Speaking they, of JPEG Mafia, oh, his new album was, was fucking class. I'm still going to talk about that. I mean, I just wanted to get off the oh, top of your chest. <laughs> we can come back to it in a bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, oh, we're coming back to JPEG Mafia. It's a great album. But I um, have a song called Friggin' in the Riggin'. It's f- fucking great. It's like they take the role of pirates and they start talking about, you know, performing circumcisions with glass and like <laughs> shoving stuff up people's asses and throwing people off pirate ships and shit it's Everything fucking hear, mental really. it, it it's like they had just like snorted fucking catnip or something <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. back to a uh, jpeg mafia then oh, so good i haven't heard it i am disappointed as he promised basically us. yeah he he the album promotion the album rollout was great <laughs> was what i promised you uh, uh no jpeg mafia the album rollout rollout was basically AM, him doing a bunch showing the album to different artists oh, right. and just uh, yeah, the titles were this artist is disappointed like Denzel Curry is disappointed and all that, but they had nothing but praise for the album but every single person was disappointed yeah everyone and they were like, <laughs> like JPEG why are you releasing this this is so much this is so shit what would you do this to yourself it's uh, completely different it's still got JPEG's experimental style but obviously it's completely different from veteran which is what you kind of expect from an experimental artist and a, um, it's much more, I'd say it's much more accessible than Veteran. Veteran was very loud, obnoxious. It was a uh, boisterous in the best way possible yeah. with stuff like the old Dirty Bastard a, uh, sample and that. All My Heroes Are Cornballs, which is the new one. It was, oh, fucking hell. Like, it was, uh, there's a lot more melodies involved and all that. But it from the first track, uh, Jesus Forgive Me, I'm a Thought. All the way to the end. <laughs> Such a good song. Such a All good the way song. to the end of the album. It was great. Yeah, uh, a, um, it's, you had a um, beta male strategies, which is another song, which is about uh, people talking shit on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Basic bitch tear gas, which is another great song. I think, was it PTSD? I can't remember what the song was, but it has a line where he's a, uh, turn Steve Bannon into Stephen Hawking with one shot. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Steve Bannon? I know you know that. a um, Breitbart, the racist guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I knew that, yeah. <laughs> but he's saying he's going to paralyse him. It's fucking great. It's, just, it's really good. And I kind of was, I went into it like, this could either be really, really good or we will actually yeah. be disappointed. He's a satirist with his lyrics. He's the, he's a comedian. Yeah, he's, but, he's a comedian at heart. But he's yeah, just a, but he's also really serious with it I think that all that kind of punk rap stuff is pretty mm. cool yeah it's really good yeah that and the lo-fi I'd like I, that's just so much cooler than all the trap stuff yeah. I think so it's much, much more interesting yeah I think because it's just not as formulaic it doesn't get radio play and therefore it doesn't get mainstream attention yeah which is a bit of a problem. Let me get the album. It's up, like uh, you know, in like the nineties and stuff, when there were all those DIY house punk shows going off. Mm. It's that it's that kind of vibe. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, I think hip hop is probably the new punk in terms of genre. In terms of, I guess, going against the grain. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, some artists. Yeah. Sure. Also, the beat switch on the second song, Keenan versus Cal. Oh, it's beautiful. It goes into kind of kind of melodic hymn rapping and all that into like this heavy kind of guitar yeah. towards the end. <laughs> he has one called Grimy Waifu, which is another <laughs> great song. 
Um, do you know what I really liked? This is not even about the album. This is just about the way oh, he, he put it out. Oh, he has freestyle on the album as well. Yeah, he, do, way, yeah, yeah. he put his darts freestyle on it and then put some more features on it. When You know when artists are always like, oh, the album's coming out at midnight on Friday? Yeah. But it always be American time, so it'd be like four or five in the morning for us. It was dropped at midnight per like, your time zone. So everyone listened, oh, okay. could listen to it at midnight. So I listened to it before I went to bed the first time it came out. I stayed up for it. <laughs> yeah, I stayed up to one in the morning listening to it. But like, it was just cool because most artists don't give you that yeah. opportunity. You have to go to the four or five in the morning. Yeah, but, but who still that? Like, yeah. there's no one I like enough to sit up till yeah, four exactly. in the morning. I've done it. I did it once for a Brockhampton album. Right? Even if I was putting an album out, I wouldn't. Stay I, up I wouldn't stay up for the album release. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> I need my bed. Yeah. Unless I'm running about Chance the Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got nothing better to do. Fuck's sake. But yeah, JPEG Mafia. All my heroes are cornballs. I'd say it's a 10 out of 10 album. Right, I'll give it a listen. There's one of the songs yeah. I'm trying to... I'm, I've got my earphone and trying to find out which one it is. I'm really interested in. Free the Fail. It might be this one. Free the Fail was a was a really good song. Yeah, it was Free the Frail. It was Free the yeah. Frail. It was the one I just got to at the time. Um, I think that's my favourite song of the album. Mm. I think just it's really beautiful. I can't you know, remember which one it is, but whichever one he talks about turning Steve Bannon into Stephen Hawking by shooting him is felt my favourite <laughs> just for that line. Yeah. It's fucking great. Was that beta male strategies? No, beta male strategies wasn't that. Beta male strategies got really. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the one where he talked about a, a shooting someone with a gown on. Because what? He, he talks about shooting someone with a gown on, like a lot. Because uh, the album cover is him with a long, like dressing gown, yeah. silky dressing gown thing. He's just funny. He's also really fucking funny. It was yeah. It was a witness because he was like that in veteran with obviously the Morrissey song. And, when uh, you um, listen to it as a whole, it's a bit wacky. But it's a really good wacky, if that makes mm. any sense. No, no, I get you. It's accessible as well. It's Same really way accessible. that like the Idol stuff, when he's talking about walking thyroids and mm. bags of Michael Keaton. Yeah, that's why I really oh, like Idols, because yeah. <laughs> he's always doing it's a very similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it's stuff like that. It, like, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's my problem with Death Grips, is that I can't, I don't know how to access it, or yeah. how, I guess how to get it. With uh, uh, JPEG Mafia, I can, I can access it. I can get it. And that makes me sound fucking stupid, but uh, yeah. No, I get, no, but I get that perfectly. Yeah. That, makes, that makes loads of sense. Accessibility to like, an album. There's some stuff really. you listen and you're like, what? That was <laughs> my reaction to death. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> do, I, do I like this? Do I not? Yeah. I think that's the thing with a lot of like experiment, not just, not just experimental, but like harder shit that you're not really listening to as much. Mm. Like I listen mainly to like rap and jazz raps. Then when I go and listen to a fucking... I don't know, a record from Daughters, like I just mentioned earlier, like it's a, it's a lot harder to get into, but if there's not an entry point of like, like some of the albums are, will start slower and then eventually get into that. Yeah. If my they friend, just start balls to the wall, it's a bit like, whoa. My friend Jake's really into like hardcore, like stuff, like like the genre of hardcore. Like yeah. My friend Jake, or do you yeah, know Yeah, friend Jake. There we yeah. go. Lord. Take, like heavy, like. Jake Lord. Yeah, Jake, yeah. Jake Lord. Lord. He I is love, a Lord. Full on screamy. I love Jake Mental Lord. riffs. Uh-huh. And he used to like, some a couple of times he's sent me stuff and he's been like listen to this and I've just put it on and it's been like Nuh! and I've been like what what is that <laughs> but it's weird because I've really gotten into Black Sabbath which I know aren't a proper metal band yeah but uh, I wouldn't know what a proper metal band is to be like, honest I, I got it they're basically They're just loud kind of like metal guitars but with kind of Sounds a bit like the vocals sound a little bit like the Rolling Stones. Mm. Do you know? I, do you know how I'd describe metal to someone who's never listened to it? It's like if rock took an acid trip, you're at metal. 
You're uh, basically Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it's basically just rock with a lot more, like the instruments are a lot harder and they're a lot more raw and it's yeah. like, they're yeah. la- like, they're just louder and like, it's more gritty than yeah, just a rock and roll. Speaking of have you guys ever listened to City Morgue? Wait, just By let who? me finish this Is point. Like I'll, I'll, let, I'll let him. I just look, I'd look like a crazy person otherwise. What I was going to say was, listen to Black Sabbath and it got me listening to like more metally and heavier stuff. And as you like progress through it, it starts to make more sense. Like I've gone back and listened to those songs that Jake sent me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that that's what that is. Yeah. It's not just a man screaming and hitting a guitar. Send us a couple then, because I do kind of want to get into it, ju- just to kind of see what it's like. Yeah. Because um, Kat's kind of a rock heavy metal fan as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So just How kinda... heavy? <laughs> Say that again. How heavy? I have no idea. I just uh, know she is. Yeah. <laughs> it might be more glam rock. I don't know. Because I know yeah. she's a big Bon Jovi fan. Oh. <laughs> so not that heavy. No, that, not I'm not saying that's where it is. But uh, yeah, I'm think expecting like stuff. five finger death punches. Like, she bon might Jovi. be. I don't know. Because I know she's into heavy stuff. But she's also into the glam f- rock stuff as well. I used Kat to is f- an absolute tool purist. <laughs> 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 Didn't they release an album? Yeah, God, yeah, shit I on by Fantana. Hate tool I've so not listened much. to them. A couple of my mates are so into them. They're like, yeah, they're so they're on another level, man. Just fuck off. They're, they're a shit. <laughs> you fucking tool. <laughs> you are a tool for listening to tool. They're like they're Radiohead for even bigger virgins. <laughs> I like Radiohead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's I know. the point. Oh, they're yeah. a band for virgins. Radiohead. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but Tool is like I'm a fucking virgin. Oh, you know oh, what? I mean, we're gonna discuss this later on. But you've got an album to discuss. Ne- we've got an al- you've got an album to discuss later on. You've I've got, got three. To you've do got next one week. next week. Oh no! The I've week got, after I've got a for classic, mine, and I've got three that have come out. Yeah. Of the week after for mine, we're gonna go fucking metal. Yeah, I knew, I knew get, we'd go out. We're, we're going to get you. deep on some, like, like we'll, we'll get on to what we're on shit. A, we'll talk about what we're on about with these albums in a bit. When we're, well, yeah. yeah. Will you tell some... me what the band is now? Because I want to know. I mean, it depends which way I want to go. Because I'm thinking we could either go Slipknot, we could go... We could go actually metal and go somewhere like Metallica. We could go Slayer. We could I go... like Metallica as Slipknot. Yeah. Not for me. You, I feel like I need. To, I feel like you could. I feel like if I can fuck with Slipknot, you could fuck with Slipknot. Pro, I probably could, but I just. If I, I choose I'm not the right Slipknot album, I reckon you could fuck with it. The only one I've, I've heard, Psychosocial. I don't know if that's a song. Do you like? This, do you like that song? Not particularly. <laughs> oh, mate, the verses on that. It's not when my the thing. The rain kills <laughs> I'm gonna start singing. I'm shit gonna cry. <laughs> I'm so mad. Oh no. Anyway, we'll get onto that in, a, in two weeks' time. City Morgue. Anyone ever listen to them? No, I never. I don't know if that's a band or an album. It's I'm a just confused. Duo. A um, from the genre of thrash rap. Oh, like, thrash rap. That yeah. sounds cool. A, uh, Off that alone, I'm kind of interested. You know, Zilla Kami. Y- yeah. His duo. I don't. So you can imagine oh, how shit. how heavy that can be. I'll play some stuff after this, but oh, I fucking love him. I, that's kind of why I think I could probably get into some yeah. thrash kind of metal stuff because I absolutely love them. But uh, yeah, it's just insane. It like if I'm tired in one, I will put. Uh, they've got they released like an album EP kind of thing last year called Hello High Water. And I listen to that if I'm ever tired, like really tired in the morning, and it will just wake me up. It will just completely wake me up yeah. and just. Uh, just get me involved. I mean, you know how a uh, 
abrasive and loud Zillakami is. Yeah, from the the from vengeance. The small like amount Curry I've listened to. Him, yeah. Did you listen to Please Forgive? Did you listen to Please Forgive? The one with Denzel, JPEG. No, JPEG's not on it. IDK and Zombie Juice. Potentially, I think I might have played it for you. I think I might play. Let's it for just you say well, yeah. Let's just say yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. He's he, um basically he's like a uh, Zillakami's thing is that like he mentored six nine. <laughs> no, fuck no, no, but no, but he's nothing like six nine. Six nine stole all Zillakami's stuff. I don't, and then made it kind of poppy. Never really liked six nine. No, style. I've, I've always hated six nine. But Zillakami's not like six nine. It's just the whole gravelly. Abrasive yeah. tone that Six Nine takes, he took from Zillakami. Yeah. Everything else is all Six Nine's own stuff. Six okay. Nine is a clown. But he basically Zillakami just kind of made him famous, yeah. and then Zillakami hated him because Six Nine basically stole his stuff. Yeah, Fair play. his whole shtick, his whole shtick, his own niche. Do you know what I want to talk about? There's, there's an album that came out this summer that I don't. I, mean, I made you listen to some of it. I think, Callum. I'm not no sure one if you can make to me it. do anything, so huh? I didn't. <laughs> no, I He's didn't. his own woman. <laughs> He's an em- emancipated woman, our Benji. <laughs> that you are. That I you am. are. Really now, am. basically, uh, three of my friends put an album this summer. Oh, no. Oh, I to yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. No, I and actually Callum listened to it. fucking slayed it. Callum was like, the lyrics are corny. <laughs> that, that was one of the songs. It <laughs> was just, just, oh, I didn't like it. I liked one of them that you sent. Yeah. I think it was, I think the one I sent you was. Donkey Kong was the one I said. I liked yeah, that I like Donkey Kong. I really liked that one. The okay. production was surprisingly good. Yeah. What I would say. But what I was just going to say was, as the first ever thing they'd ever made, like, yeah, it was, a, it was, it was good. Never it was just that one song. Oh, did not like it. Which one was it? Right Best now. Boy. It was right now. Wow. I didn't like that. That's fair. Oh. No, I mean, <laughs> so the closest friend of mine is a guy called Notus, who's on about a third of the tracks. Notus. So Notus. Oh, right. No, oh. He's, he's from America. Oh, I thought I thought you meant Naz, who, who was like, no. you mate Naz. No, <laughs> it's not my mate Naz. It's not my mate Naz. <laughs> I think you meant Naz, though. Uh, I, I know two of them. I know two of them. And then the other guy, Dranum, is the producer yeah. who made some of them and raps on a few of them. I do want to clarify. I did really enjoy the project. So that one song I couldn't get with. It was just that one But song. they just tried to do everything because it was their yeah. first thing. They tried, they, it wasn't like they just stuck to one thing. Yeah, like, that's why I liked um, it. There's a song called Pain on the, there's Pain and Wreck It, two of them that are just by my friend Notus. And one of them, um, Pain's quite slow and you can tell he's really upset about stuff. And then Wreck It's just him screaming <laughs> for like two minutes. Yeah. And it's, they just tried a bit of everything. And I think mm. some of it works and some of it doesn't work. But Sometimes you got to do that on your yeah. first thing. Though, but that's, yeah. They it tested just, the waters on a lot of different things, and that's what I really liked I think about it. There's a lot of room for growth off it, and I just thought, mm. I'm just really proud of my pals, and I wanted to give them a quick shout out. Oh, that's yeah, sweet, shout out. So there's there's Dranum's the producer who made all the beats and mastered everything and raps on three of the songs. Akash raps on about three or four, five, four or five of them, and then Norris raps on about six of them. Mm. And they're yeah. just all they're all pretty funky, mm. you know. Like, it's called some, Jungle Tapes, by the way. Yeah, go on. Uh, everything's under Dranum on Spotify, YouTube, etc. And then Jungle Tapes is the name of the album. It's really fun. I mean, it's about 30 minutes, I think. 30, it's 39 minutes. So it's not a long lesson. Sweet. Because I did enjoy Donkey Kong a lot. Donkey Kong's probably the best Donkey song Kong on the album the, for me. It's the album closer as well. Mm. Yeah. I did but, really enjoy that. Good on them, I yeah. say. Yeah. Power Fair to play the people. To huh? Power to the people. Power to the people. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out the boys, you know? Yeah. Real talk. Can, can we get, are we on Kate Bush yet? Fucking spoilers, Ben. Uh, we can get into it now. We can get. In, have we got anything else? Did I talk about the zoo? 
Did that come out? We when, didn't. Give it a good go. But what did that talk it? about that? It was a Denzel Curry's album at the start no, of the no. year. Just talk. Maybe. Was that out when a, uh, we had our final? I feel like you. I don't know. You've talked about Denzel. I I'd always. So much yeah, I always talk before. about Denzel. Curry. <laughs> <laughs> but he did. He released an album. And it was good. Really good. Of course, it was good. It was I Denzel Curry. I don't think he's dropped a bad. He actually released a single with Slow Tie recently. But it was uh, the beat was a. Uh, you know, I've watched it. Psycho. Yeah. You know the violin? Bit? No way, that's so cool. It, it The the beat is basically kind of like that. <laughs> that's cool. And I um, could play that as well at the end, <laughs> at the end for years. I, um, Not going to lie, Slow Ties album's another album that I was really impressed oh, with this shit, summer. Oh, yeah, I've still listened to it. May. You know, he was the support for Liam Gallagher on one of his tours. Really? really? Yeah, pretty sure. Speaking of which, have you listened to Liam Gallagher? Have you no. listened to Liam Gallagher? I know you won't, but... No, it's me. <laughs> I'm, I'm I've still listened to it. Him. I've had enough. Yeah. Go... Uh, Go I do want to check mate. it out. Like, fucking get a hobby. Shut up. <laughs> he's so boring. You've had your time. <laughs> do you know what? The reason he makes me so mad is because he's influenced a generation. Like, if you go to Manchester or even Nottingham, because everyone in Nottingham wants to be him as well, there's loads of clowns that just want to be Liam Gallagher. Yeah. And they're all bell ends. I've never that, met one man who I wants to be him that's lovely. I, no, because there's a guy, I've got a guy called Ian, who is a, uh, one of our lecturers who looks exactly like Liam Gallagher with the hair and everything, and he is lovely. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah, the older ones. The yeah. problem I have with them... Those that grew up with them, yeah. The ones that listened to them about 2011, like, I miss Oasis, I miss them. I love Oasis, and I'd, I don't miss them because they'd be doing shit albums by yeah. now. But they made amazing music. They're yeah. an amazing band. They were literally brilliant. But the people who like Liam Gallagher now and like the Stone Roses and like fucking Jerry Cinnamon and DMAs. I love Jerry like, Cinnamon. I hate Jerry Cinnamon. You love DMAs. Oh, as well. I love Jerry Cinnamon. You love Cinnamon. DMAs I as well. DMAs. Fucking shit, mate. Jerry Cinnamon is great. He's not. He's <laughs> I agree not. with Ben on this. But um, the problem I have with people who are fans of that, like, Ed, be fans of whatever you want, like yeah. whatever you want, no one cares. But they are. Dark like Fruits that Twitter. is the only good kind of music ever. Yeah. Like, like, they piss me off. What's the story? Morning Glory is the only good album ever put out. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Literally, oh, just fuck off. Just listen to what you want to listen to. Let everyone else listen to what Tell they them, want to listen to. Tell them, Ben. Tell them. Shut up, everyone. Who's Reach not it. You know, Reach it's the, it. the lads that drink dark fruits on a daily. <laughs> on a daily. I'm, I'm on, on a daily with their fucking bucket hat. I'm yeah. feeling a lot of personal them attack until you mention You don't wear hat. fucking bucket hats and you don't like... Yeah, and you hate Liam Gallagher and you think Oasis is shit, mate. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Oasis the only thing that shit. attacked you was dark fruits. <laughs> I don't think Oasis is shit. I think people think that they are the best thing ever created and made the best albums. And the fact that they're like they they need to be together now, or I'm gonna die. They are one of the best rock bands ever. Yeah, for sure. And he has got one of the most iconic probably voices in music yeah. history. But it's not good anymore. No, he's not got a good voice anymore. He just sounds I think he's too a bit angry. twat as well. Mm. He's a bit, I think oh, personally, yeah, he's, a he's bit always a twat. been a twat. <laughs> no, but everyone, I everyone fucks with him. I prefer his brand of twattery than Noel's. Noel Gallagher's. Noel. Yeah, but oh, Noel's a bigger band. But yeah. everyone fucks with Liam and like, he's like, everyone wants to be Liam Gallagher. Liam's semi-self-aware. Mm. Like, Noel is just... Is he semi-self-aware? Yeah, ah, yeah. He, he doesn't care. Like, yeah, no, like he, he doesn't, doesn't care. But he, he knows he's a twat. <laughs> Noel's just an arsehole. Yeah. No, not like see the, see the Lewis Capaldi thing over this. Yeah, Lewis Capaldi just absolutely he just one yeah. step ahead even every his, time. Even Noel's daughter was like, "Yeah, I'm on Team Lewis." <laughs> Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, his so daughter he came was a out fan. to a Glastonbury. Yeah, yeah. At Glastonbury, he came out to a video of um, it was Liam, it was Noel Gallagher being like, 
Who the fuck is that yeah, Lewis Capaldi geezer? Who yeah. the fuck is he? And he had a and shirt with a love heart with Noel's face <laughs> yeah. on it. And he comes out to like, here comes the money. Noel <laughs> talked about me. Because <laughs> so Jay-Z had something similar with Noel. Like he had beef with Noel. In, yeah. <laughs> he had beef with Noel like the mid-2000s because I think a... Um, Noel said that a rapper shouldn't be headlining Glastonbury. Oh. And then Jay-Z, when he was headlining Glastonbury, came out and started singing Wonderwall. <laughs> the, the, the Gallagher's have had beef with everyone. Yeah. Have you seen that, that thing where um, Liam Gallagher just fucking punches his football? I can't remember what football it, but he just knocks his hat off. He just sends it across the room and he's like, he touched my hair. <laughs> no, it wasn't football. It was Idris Elba. Was it? What? Yeah, it was Idris Elba. He had beef with Idris Elba. Like, you don't oh touch a man's haircut. God. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's... What I thought it was a footballer. No, it was Idris Elba. <laughs> don't <laughs> touch a man's hair. And he's, he literally had the worst haircut on yeah. the planet at the time. Where were we? <laughs> Before we started uh, ranting about Liam Gallagher. What no, were we, were we? Talking, we were talking so, about somewhere else. We were talking okay. about... So you were talking Denzel Curry, then I was talking <laughs> well, yeah. Slow Tie. We went from Denzel and then Curry you said to Slow Tie. you said that... Slow Tide toured with Liam Gallagher and yeah. then we got on an Oasis and Liam and Noel ran. <laughs> oh, I've missed these tangents. <laughs> anyway, back to Denzel Curry. I, um, it was basically, it was nothing like Taboo. Again, with same with JPEG Mafia, I didn't expect it to be. I'm glad it's its own thing. It was more of an homage to the Florida rap scene and the Southern rap scene. So a, uh, the Ludacris, the a, um, Three Six Mafias, things like that. A... Um, and it was just great. It was just banger after banger after banger. Yeah, I don't think there's, there's not a bad. There's not a bad song. In I'd there. say automatic. It's the only song where I'm, I kind of skip. Automatic. <laughs> I gotta have it. <laughs> just yeah, mainly because of that hook. And also, so Take Eats a... production wasn't that take like wasn't that good. But a uh, birds with Rick Ross. Oh, fucking hell, that beat is Rick, immense. I was thinking about this the other day. So let me quick backstory. Right, my house had no Wi-Fi for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. And while in this period of time, I had my PlayStation, and I was really, really bored. So I went and traded in loads of old games, and I bought UFC three because I was like, got a good story mode. I can play my mates when I've got Wi-Fi back. Yeah, we're yeah. fine. And there's a Rick Ross song on it, and it got me to thinking. Rick Ross is one of the best rappers of all time, and he's so underrated. I would say he's the best rappers of That's, all time. I think he's in that list. He should be in the discussion. I say he's one of the most iconic of this decade. Uh, and also, uh, this every decade, but I wouldn't say he's one of the best. Every song of his sounds so regal and so important. Like <laughs> every beat this man is on is good. Yeah, he's just a cool yeah. dude, and he sh- he fucks with pears, you know. Yeah. I like pears. Pears. all my pears. My pears. <laughs> He's lost loads of weight as well. Fair yeah. play to him. We, yeah. um, I, my whole French class once got kicked out for going, Je mange le poids. <laughs> 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 she just fucking lost it. She's like, get out. <laughs> people was just saying it non stop for a double lesson. <laughs> fucking hell. Right. It's ten past five. We've been at this for now. I think we should get on to our new segment. It is time. Um, last season, like season? Yeah, it's called a season. season. <laughs> last album. La- last season. Oh, the music fans. <laughs> a, um, we had we kind of had this segment where it was a uh, we recommended an album to each other, and it was really good segment because we all got 
somewhere out of it. We all yeah. discovered new artists. You discovered Mouse Outfit. I discovered Chance the Rapper, but that kind of I discovered felt Flatbush. like a lead balloon over summer. You discovered Flatbush, things like that. Um, but we thought we're going to do it differently this time because recommending three albums or whatever we did, like it was good, but it became a bit hectic trying yeah. to keep and trying to listen to two albums and then have thoughts on it. It, it became difficult, especially towards the end. So we're gonna change that up, and instead we're gonna do classic albums. I had a I, I had a light bulb moment in the middle of work while I'm making fucking cement. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and thought, you know what? I, I think I just watched a series of Classics Week by a uh, Anthony Fantana. I thought, yeah. you know what? I'm Let's plagiarise that. I'm gonna rip off his idea. Your light bulb moment was watching him and going, <laughs> yeah. "Hey, hey, I like this man. Let me copy everything he does." <laughs> and I um, thought, you know what? We'll discuss whoever's hosting. will recommend a classic album. A um, no, whoever's going to host next, like the following week, is going to recommend a classic album that they'll discuss when they're hosting. And we've said we'll try and go for things that are a bit more unexpected. Yeah, a like, bit more unexpected, bit Calum's more out there. I'm not going to recommend so a fucking rap. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not going to recommend, recommend a, a Philadelphia album. emo band every week. <laughs> Damn it, that's what Which I'm looking is, forward to. Yeah. <laughs> no, Ben. <laughs> Which is something to do with some American sport, like fucking yeah. modern baseball and American football. Literally an emo band called it, Sports. Like, full stop. <laughs> that's, that's your future, that is. Yeah. A, um... Apart from Adam, who's going to recommend a heavy metal album. Yeah, I feel which like I is out, out there for both of us because we don't it's really not listen. Drake. Yeah, which he doesn't have a classic, but carrying on. Um, <laughs> carrying on. Uh, um, so, over the summer, they, uh, they had about two months to listen to it, and they both listened to it this week. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to it about this, an hour ago. <laughs> I wanted this to be fresh, and I yeah. took so many notes for you, To be you fair, you did. clown. <laughs> you, in fact, you discovered you a whole grading, new grading system yeah. that you wanted to talk about. Uh, okay. To be fair, we can do it I'm going to explain my grading I've system classics week. in a minute. Yes. A, um, so, the classic album that I recommended was Hounds of Love by Kate Bush. Because over the summer, I was already... Uh, decently like I always knew like about Kate Bush I knew I was a fan of her but I hadn't really listened to an album all the way through um, or at least like I could remember a uh, a full album I thought you know what and since Kate is such a big fan of Kate Bush I, I was like you know what I'll listen to some of her albums and got around to Hounds of Love and fucking loved it um, but so I decided to recommend that to both of you and Adam ended up discovering a whole new rating system, <laughs> which is another thing. Did you rip off Fantano like I don't I think did? I did. Oh. I don't think I did. Not good. Basically. <laughs> he he whips out the red flannel. <laughs> yeah, I had to Kate do it to him. Kate Bush dies. In my plain white tee, I had to do it to him. Um, no, so basically, every album I review on this podcast now Every single song will get rated. Apart from the albums that we every reviewed si- earlier yeah. on in the show. Yeah. Every single song will be rated. <laughs> All right. So every song gets a number out of 10. And then I mean review New. it. So we <laughs> add them all up, divide it by however many songs there were, and that's the album review. That is the, that is the total score of the album. I feel like that's been... That's, it may have been done. I feel like that, done that, isn't that me. how people do 10 out of 10 reviews? Not really. I struggle to quantify stuff. In I, yeah, so I, I, I struggle give, to do... I like, just give an overall rating. a 10 out of 10. Yeah. So... Like we're doing Kate Bush Hounds of Love this week. Yeah. So I listened to the entire album thinking I only knew one song on the album. 
and then realised a song I've been looking for the name of for about three years is in the album. Which song was it? Cloudbursting. Mm. I never is knew the name. Is that the one of it. I said was my yeah. favourite? You said was your yeah. favourite. But basically, yeah. So I will listen. It's <laughs> this. It is a slap. Um, I, I mean, I'm going to read out my review of the first track running up that. Not hill. yet. In a minute, and uh, you'll ex- you'll understand the way I'm rating these. The way albums. we're gonna do this segment is, the host is gonna do a background to the artist, like a brief background yes, to the artist, a context to the album, and they um probably if there's a concept to the album, they're gonna explain the concept, and then we're probably gonna do a track by track, a mm. uh, review. So a uh, um starting off. Uh, uh, Kate Bush is an English singer and songwriter and record producer. Uh, um, she dropped her debut number one single, Wuthering Heights, at 19. Fucking hell. In 1978. That makes me feel absolutely shit about myself. <laughs> uh, uh, she became the first female artist to achieve a UK number one with a self-written song, which is insane, especially for the time period it was in. A, um, she was the first British solo female artist in the world to top the UK album charts. Oh, God. And a um, first female artist to enter the album chart at number one. Also, a, um, th- through a lot of her albums and like, I think Hounds of Lovers as well, you can hear like guitar riffs, like quite pretty good guitar riffs. Yeah. The reason is, is that a, um, David Gilmore, Pink Floyd was a big supporter really? of Kate Bush in her early years and helped her produce her demo tape, oh, which David got Gilmore's assigned to a label. Like one of my favourite guitarists. One of the best guitarists of all time. Yeah. He's, he's the one who does the comfortably, comfortably numb uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, guitar solo, isn't it? He's immense. Every good Pink Floyd yeah. guitar solo is David Gilmore. <laughs> it's David Gilmore. He's probably one of the best guitarists ever. Yeah. Probably an argument for being the best guitarist ever. Maybe. Maybe. A, um, and since... The Dreaming in 1982. She has produced all her studio albums, including oh. Hounds of Love. So the entire album is produced by her. That takes some talent. That takes a lot of talent. Especially like, because it's... She was only like 22. Nowadays, you can just hop on Logic and... Yeah. Like, back then, yeah. No, that, that takes some proper talent. Exactly. Especially, I think she was 22 at the time of producing her first album. I don't know about you. <laughs> but I'm feeling 22 <laughs> thanks <laughs> I got so lost then <laughs> a, um, but with Hounds of Love the, fir- it's like the album actually is split into two halves a, um, it's hard obviously with Spotify it's kind of hard to see that because it's just one yeah thing, you don't have an AB side the actual physical copy it's two discs oh is it yeah a, uh, the split so what uh, it goes from First half, so the first half it goes from running up that hill to cloud busting. So I say first half, it's like five to seven is the ratio. But cloud busting's the stop off point. It's the stop off for the first half, which is pretty much all singles apart from Mother Stands for Comfort. Mm. Um, oh. And then, that was I thought that was a weaker one anyway. Yeah. Um, the second half is called the Ninth Wave, which is a concept about a person about a person who. A, uh, has just survived a shipwreck and is drifting alone at sea and she's trying to stay awake a, um, so she doesn't die and drown and freeze to death and it's all about the story of how she first gets in the water and is, goes into like a dream sequence and then spirits from the past, present and future visit her to try and wake her up that's really weird it's really that's weird really fucking but weird. really fucking cool and the songwriting 
because of that and also throughout the whole album the songwriting is just insane yeah <laughs> i can see your face and it's just no that's really strange an image of like, how do you even go about like, how thinking? do you think of that yeah or then start writing it exactly that's so odd but it's odd but it's beautiful yeah and it's done so well and they um that's basically did you figure that out or did you like uh towards the like from listening to the album i kind of figured that well the first half i kind of figured they uh I, there's not really a common theme here but it's they're, they're pretty good the meanings of the songs and then the second half I kind of did notice that there was a running theme through yeah. it especially with some of the lyrics so then I looked it up and realised that mm. uh, yeah, there was the ninth wave okay. as a thing so I didn't know no at first but I kind of figured there was something to it that's pretty interesting especially considering how she's always been critically acclaimed as an excellent songwriter I yeah there's probably a concept to it and i'm always a sucker for a concept i love a concept i love a good concept i love a good concept um oh, something else i wanted to say about it but i can't fucking think of it fuck never mind <laughs> <laughs> you ready to start reviewing the albums I'd, I'd say we go uh track by track let's fucking do it. obviously running up that hill wow. yeah, that that is probably one of the best album openers of all time I'd I'd say so. I'm not saying the best, but one of the best, just because it goes immediately. Okay. okay. <laughs> this man over here, like a creepy uncle, off his chain, chain for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing I've ever listened to. Best thing I've listened to. <laughs> I broke down into tears. <laughs> Do you want to hear my? This is. So I basically started up a notes page but on my phone. But you disagree because you didn't like it as an opener. No, no, okay. Or you uh, didn't no. think it suited as an old. No, 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 not that. This is the thing. So let me let me explain. I, my I, views. I'll let you explain. So to explain to Ben, because I don't know if Ben was paying attention when I did this, I made a notes not. page whilst listening to the album. Mm. Right. So everything was my raw thoughts as the song was playing. Running up that hill. <laughs> Running up that hill. Still slaps. In fact, never stopped slapping. 35 years later, I think it still slaps just as hard as a motherfucker. <laughs> this is the only song I know just going as into hard this as album. John Lennon. Nine out of ten. <laughs> Nine out of ten for running up that hill. Right. The reason you're saying that is because I think that it's a great song, but you can tell it's been placed first on the album because when it was pressed for vinyl, it was the song that people would have wanted to listen to most. So it'd have been the first track on the vinyl. Mm. But I don't think that necessarily I've... makes it not necessarily the best choice for an opener. However, I think having a song, having that before Hounds of Love takes away from Hounds of Love. Hounds of Love isn't as good as Running Up That Hill. And when you have Running Up That Hill and they go straight into Hounds of Love hmm. and then into Big Sky, it's sort of like... It, but you it always seems want a like stronger a mid, opener. It seems like it's a, totally subjective, isn't it? Yeah. It is totally subjective, yeah. But to me, I feel like Hounds of Love would have made, sounds more like an album opener mm than Run Up That Hill. It sounds more like the slower sort of song to yeah. get you into the album. And then if the second song was uh, The Big Sky and then you go straight into it. But I'd it, say a heavy... That was the, my, that's just my point of view. I think it works well I, as an opener. I, I, th I think I it think works it well, does, but I feel but like... I also think that... What I'm saying is I feel like Hounds of Love being the second song being followed, just being like following that much of a banger makes Hounds of yeah. Love sound a lot worse. Uh, yeah. If I, Hounds of Love was the first song, it probably would have been... I can see what you mean, but I also think that having such a concept-driven album, starting off with a song that's so, so concept-driven, like Running Up That Hill is a full-on... Like, writing is a full-on just concept, conceptually-driven. I don't fucking know how to say that. A, um, that it kind of makes sense. Also, sometimes you do want an, a, um, 
a song that just starts heavy with just the yeah, heavy percussions. No, I get that. And I, yeah. I get that so much, and I think it's just my personal expectation of the album. Like, mm. if, I think for me, if the song that's the, the song the album's named after either has yeah, to be the most. Yeah, sometimes yeah, like, the title track does make sense. It has to be the most in depth, start the album, or like give you the sort of tone of the album mm. as a whole. And I feel like that. I feel like the song "Hands of Love" does, doesn't do that. Opposed to running up that hill like running up the hill is was obviously the big single it was her it's her biggest hit probably ever Wuthering no, Heights I, I think is Wuthering yeah. Heights is probably her biggest and maybe mean? Babushka yeah. get schooled <laughs> roasted <laughs> but I feel like off the album it's the biggest track off the album I'd yeah. yeah I'd say so to, that a and wild, to a mainstream audience yeah running up yeah probably the most well known so I feel like that's why it was yeah. the, the first track you but hear but to be like, fair oh, when you, is, when you hear this it album, you probably sick. don't when she first thought it, she probably didn't think, oh, this might be the biggest song. Yeah, of course she didn't. Yeah. Of course she didn't. Yeah. You can't predict that sort of thing either. So, I mean, I feel like this is me looking at it 35 years after it came out. But yeah. yeah. We've got my the personal, hindsight. If I was ordering the album, I wouldn't have put it second. Mm. I wouldn't have put it first. I said I'd have put it like fifth or sixth, maybe. And had nah. it like be one of the, like, I want, the I want build to put up it sixth, to that song. Because then that then goes into the ninth wave. This thing, but I didn't know about this concept oh, before. Yeah. So, like, I've. This is me going into an album with completely fresh eyes, ah, not knowing right. there's a concept or anything. Yeah, these are cloud all my busting. I think is a good end it. to that that half. Though. Yeah, I do think cloud busting like it it does end and it is sandwiched between I say yeah. two giants of songs, so it kind of bookends that half, the, that first half. Yeah, I also, didn't realize how many like massive songs were on that album. Yeah, neither. I you don't realize how like influential and how big Kate Bush is until yeah. you, I will say she's got a big bush. She is the biggest bush. <laughs> she is the bush. <laughs> saying that, me saying that the it makes Hands of Love sound worse makes mm. it sound like I hated it. But no. I've, I've said obviously like because this is what I said at the time was it's the it's the name of the album, so I've got high expectations going in. It sounds more like a traditional album opener, but the sample of the violin in the background was brilliant. I thought it was so good. And then I said, but then I also did say it seems a bit odd being track two running up that hill takes away from the song a lot like if that was the I first do what you mean I like heard, I guess it kind if of was the first, it. if that was the first thing I'd heard I would have rated it higher because I give it about 7 out of 5 I give it a 7.5 out of 10 mm. but if that was the first thing I heard it maybe would have like yeah. an 8 and a half I know, I know what you mean I but I, just, I, don't, I do think that I, when I don't you think have an, an when you have a song for me that's like potentially the biggest song on the album as number one you're almost in that song's yeah. You remember that song Shadow the entire time so the song that follows it next needs to be as good or completely different yeah. and it is different oh. but I feel like it just takes yeah, it away I, I see what you mean I, I, do, I do see what you mean I also think she might have put that first because a, um, a obviously it was the first single but a um, for context to the album like her career as a whole before that uh, she her label had made it I've just gone release this 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 so she had kept releasing music and then between the dreaming I think it was and Hounds of Love, she'd taken like a three-year hiatus. Mm. So I think when she when she's then trying to come back to me, she wants something that is just immediate yeah. and yeah. intense, like that. And also, fuck's sake, the co- the concept of that song. Fucking what love. what is the concept of that? Um, Educators. The, so it's called Running Up That Hill a Deal Hill a Deal with God, and it's about a um, a couple, and the protagonist is a um, wants to strike a deal with God, in which the two lovers can swap bodies and swap places to better understand themselves and improve oh. their relationship oh that's cute and it's cute and i think it's also something that a, a lot of people in relationships can relate to the idea that they kind of want to know what they're sick because yeah. overthinking for me it's a large problem for me i, I 
fucking overthink so much. I, I think I overthink it. literally yeah. everything. It's the biggest problem in my life. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a problem that I think <laughs> plagues us all. Yeah. So the idea that we could probably just, I guess, delve into someone else's mind and see what they're thinking, and to also, I guess, to comfort ourselves with that, and to uh, understand each other as people. Mm. I think it's just something a lot of people can relate to, and it, it's a really, really well written concept. Yeah. With this kind of large epic style produ- production, epic. I mean, I meant that in like you know, like a story. <laughs> epic. <laughs> epic. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Boom, roasted. <laughs> <laughs> then hounds. It goes into hounds of love. Yeah. Which I already get my thoughts on it, but mm. I think it's. I think it's a really I good song. I do think it's a really good song. But oh, obviously. Yeah, obviously. I mean, second single. Obviously, it's not as concept driven. I think it's. It's not it, as concept driven. Concept driven as the other songs. To be fair. But it is a really good song. Then that's why I rated it lower. I yeah. feel like it just it it doesn't sound as special as everything else on the album. Mm. It sounds like you could almost avoid it. You could always not hear it and not have missed anything. Yeah. Whereas if you don't hear running up that hill, he's like, well, you. It's, I'd say it isn't as memorable as running up that hill. Yeah. Obviously. A, um, this might shock you. This next point. The big sky, or I give it a ten out of ten. I think it's brilliant. I'm, that doesn't shock me. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. I so obviously I went into this album with zero mm. expectations. I'd kind of for, like I knew who Kate Bush was. Yeah. I couldn't put a voice to the to the name the for some reason. Sky. Yeah, but I mean, it sounds a bit repetitive. The song "The Big Sky," but I think it's yeah. honestly perfect. I was walking home while listening to the album for the first time, and I'm just dancing in the street <laughs> like a weirdo. It sounds like it's People rich. throwing pennies into a hat for you. It's ripped straight out of the eighties. Like you listen to it, and I'm like, I feel like I'm. It, yeah, in it's that one of those songs period. that probably define the eighties. I'm in that time period already, mm. and I think it's brilliant. Mm. What do you like about it, Ben? About Big Sky Big specifically? Sky. Yeah, if you did. I can't actually remember what it sounded <laughs> like. I remember liking it, but yeah. I, I couldn't sing you the melody mm. or anything. Yeah. I mean, it is a really good song. Again, telling the story. It's the idea that a um, she's lost her childhood. She doesn't have a childhood anymore. And she misses like the simple things of kind of just lying, like I guess, on a hill with her mates and kind of just looking at yeah. clouds. Like shape of clouds and that okay so it's it's kind of just a really nice warm friendly song <laughs> i just I, I really like her vocals because they're got so a really odd. really good out there but yeah. still a beautiful mean, voice and you hear a lot of like the kind of synth poppy or mm. alt like alt pop yeah um stuff that's currently or in the last 10 or 20 years you can just hear the influence of her so much kind oh of. yeah like pretty much <laughs> like a um, you know a, a big boy out of Outcast. Yeah, I was watching a video about him about uh, him explaining why he loves running up that hill by Kate Bush so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an entire video of him just gushing over Kate Bush, and I loved it. Fair play. So he, they, she's even influenced rap groups like Outcast. Yeah, and uh, obviously a lot of female vocalists you can hear today and over the past few decades, she's definitely influenced. Like a, um, I genuinely think like. There's probably a witch cult going on between her, Stevie Nicks, and Lana Del Rey. They just got <laughs> that big witch vibe. Yeah. yeah. They, um, That's fair enough, though. Yeah. The next song, Mother Stands for Comfort, you said were the weakest. I wasn't a fan. Yeah. It, yeah, I, it's I a said, bit dreary. It's a and bit I don't dreary. mind dreary songs. She, she can be a bit of a dreary artist like that, yeah. but obviously a, a, the idea is that yeah. I love the song. I said it sounds more experimental than the other three tracks that come before it, for yeah. one. Which is it's a nice change and it's quite a raw track. Like it doesn't sound like it's been changed around a lot. Mm. But uh, I also mentioned her voice 
uh, her voice is really angelic on the track. Yeah. Like, um, it seems straight from her heart, but it's it, it's not bad. It's just nothing special. I give it an eight out of 10. Mm. But I, I did also mention I'm four tracks in and I'm loving this album. Yeah. So it's good. I feel like yeah. there's just more, there's higher high points on the album than Mother Stands for Comfort, such as. But Class I was going to say, Mother Stands for Comfort. I, I need, and I, I know I'm going to keep talking about concepts, but that's because there's so many concepts to the song. Yeah. It's about a mother who, and describing Aya being overprotective and their unconditional love for their daughter yeah. or son. But the daughter or son is a murderer. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> that's the idea to the song. Okay. A um, so I don't know if it's from the point of view of the mother or from the uh, uh, child, but I can't I, I can't remember. But that's the idea to it. But I, I do like the idea that it's a bit softer, it's a bit more laid back. Because I think if I had one, two, three, four, five songs of just loud, abrasive, just constant intensity, mm. as much as I do love that style from her, I think it probably would have worn me out. And would have complete been a complete change to the second half. So I, I think Mother Science for Comfort is that kind of preparing you for the second half. How would you say it's experimental, Adam? Just in terms of the style of song, like the rest of the other three, uh, the other three tracks are really like eighties and like they sound like eighties pop, really. And yeah. for the style of the style mm. of the album at that point, that song sounds completely different. I do so think it's in not, that time It's not it like it's been. an exper- experimental track. I mean, just for the style of songs that she has oh, yeah, on the yeah, album so one. far. I do yeah. think she it's is a lot an slower, experimental it's a lot, artist. It's a lot slower. It's yeah. a lot more ripped back. It's just like, just kind of her vocals and like a, like a little her synth. vocals are exper- experimental. Yeah, vocals definitely are. Yeah, a, uh, a lot. She did kind of a... Um, no, I don't, I don't want to say kickstart because I don't know enough about it, but I'd say she might have been one of the pioneers of, I guess, this whole synth pop kind of... She seems yeah. like a lot of you can hear a lot um, of and obviously because it, it might be so common now, but at the time that would have been really experimental. Yeah, and I think obviously her songwriting is really experimental. So I'd say that's kind of for me. It's what makes her an experimental artist. Yeah. Then we had I, I probably would agree probably the best single on the uh, album, the which violin. is Cloud Busting. Yeah, the strings. Dear God, the strings. Okay. <laughs> I've been looking for the name of this song for so many years and I've never had an idea where it was from. And so I have a note in here which is 45 seconds in. Oh shit, I know this song. I've been looking for this for years. Uh, strings are gorgeous. It sounds really regal. It's a timeless bop. Yeah. One of the hardest slapping tracks I've ever heard. It is a big slap. It's a big slap. The big slap. I'm so, so happy. And I know the name of this song. 10 out of 10. Boom. Also, it's a, um, <laughs> it's based on a memoir about one of Freud's early students. <laughs> really? Yeah. The, the song's you, based how, on a memoir. How does she write? I don't know how she thinks it is, but, uh, yeah, like, again, I, I can it's just a testament to a songwriting, also a production as a producer. It's just a whole testament to her. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Genius, I guess. I'm just looking at the truck lift again there. Then we get into the ninth wave. I think this I might think be a bit unexpected. Do, do, does this change your notes at all, knowing the concept, or does it does a it improve bit, any I, of the scores? Or um, by the way, within the concept, if I'd have known, if I'd have known there was a concept, I think yeah, it would have been rated a little bit. I did bit want to save that for the podcast. I didn't want. To, I wanted to see if anyone would either but, um, clock on I did, or. I've rated this song very high. I've also given 
under ice gets lower than this. I put a dream of sheep higher. Oh yeah, shit, a dream of sheep. Is I put a dream of sheep. I forgot. About I that. give it a ten out of ten. I said it sounds, it sonically sounds a bit like a lullaby. It's lyrically gorgeous, but after as many bangers before, it was really unexpected and took me back. Oh, I didn't mind um, about that. I, forgot. I think it worked well to break up the album, which obviously makes sense now. Known mm. as a concept there. Um, it's a really, really gorgeous track and it's two minutes 45, but it flew by. Like I didn't think it felt yeah. like that long. Uh, it almost sounds a bit like an interlude, which is, and it's perfect, yeah. which makes more sense again, knowing there's a concept there. Oh, I imagine um, there's a concept for- the It cross fades perfectly into Under Aris as well. And I give it mm. another 10 out of 10. So back to back tens. Yeah. Sweet. It is a really, really good song. <laughs> it, and as you said, it's a, good, it. it's a good preparation for the second half. Um, and then obviously, they, uh, did, do you remember a, <laughs> uh, a dream? What is it? A dream of sheep? I can't remember. Yeah, the name a dream of sheep. I've not written it down. <laughs> I didn't write a that. Dream one of sheep's the name of that song. Yeah, it reminds me of that. A dream of uh, sheep. N- the novel that Blade Runner was based on. I've actually never seen Blade Runner. What? I know. I've what, been do mean to see. what do you mean? You've never seen. What do you mean? Never seen. Outrageous from us. <laughs> I, I still laugh about that Liam Gallagher tweet that he put. He's like, I managed to get them Australian cunts DMAs and I managed to find Miles Kane out of uh, Miles Kane out of Alex Turner's arsehole <laughs> to support me. <laughs> but um, yeah, and Dream of Sheep, I do like it. I know I said I forgot, <laughs> I forgot the fucking song, but that's just because I didn't write notes on it because I must have skipped that one and went straight to Under Ice. Because you're a fool. Because I'm a fool. But you are a waste it of time. is a good, good way night. to split up the album. It is a good a uh, preparation for it and then we get into Under Ice which fucking hell I love that song I give it an 8 out of 10 oh fuck me I, I said <laughs> it starts so perfectly it's, after Streams of Sheep the strings mm. again hit sh- really really it's really like well. a Jaws theme tune you've written strings. a bloody essay on this album he has hasn't it? I'm quite I impressed I'm right, I'm right proud you me. better do this for mine as well I'll do this for <laughs> every album I ever review on this yours show yours is a really good album <laughs> oh, <laughs> I fucking I love it <laughs> We'll talk about that. We'll get we'll get at the end. Uh, get to that at the end. The strings are really really gorgeous. They partner so well with Kate's vocals. Uh, the strings keep the album together. It's a great track, but I feel like there's there's better on the mm. album. I felt like I almost wanted a bit more from the track as well. Yeah, I felt like I could have like hearing some of the other songs on the album. I felt like there was more she could have done mm. with it. But um, that's not I, taken I do away think how when you've got is. a um, a concept though, you don't want to give a song too much because if you've got yeah. to s- spread the concept over a few again, songs or maybe even an album. Again, I didn't really pick up on the al- on the concept yeah, after one yeah. listen because this is all just my first initial thoughts. A lot of these will be because a lot of the classics yeah. I've missed out on because I'm is a his first reaction. New school. Um, but the strings they're really imminent. They're really ominous. It, it feels like you. <laughs> it's just Ben making patterns with the soundboard. <laughs> Um, it it has it feels like it's having you check over your shoulder constantly, like someone someone's chasing you. Yeah. yeah, like a Jaws theme. It reminded me of, and the songwriting on it is beautiful. And again, the concept. It starts off the concept, and this is under ice is when she falls into kind of the dream sequence after the uh, shipwreck when she's like stranded on I think she's on a boat or something, and she a um. She falls into this dream where a um she it is from the point of view and her dream is she's skating on ice. Right, okay. She's ice skating on her own, there's no one there. And she kinda looks down and she sees something under the ice and then she kinda gets into the cracking under the ice. Like cracking the ice and she looks in and it's herself drowned 
in the oh. water because obviously oh, in real shit. life she's out in like the when of the Luke sea, Skywalker drowning. chops off Darth Vader's head in the cave and it's yeah. his face yeah exactly wow. exactly well done wow. to tie I'm glad you tied that into her pop culture <laughs> <laughs> but that that and uh, that, that kind of just wakes her up no actually it doesn't because she's still in the dream sequence which we're moving on to the next god one. don't you know anything I don't know anything about this album the next one's Waking the Witch right yes and that stunning is the start of a concept within the concert. <laughs> oh my. We're getting to it's okay. It's kind of ridiculous. My raw, unconcepted thoughts were uh, piano stunning, the instrument, uh, instrumental selection by Kate and the team behind her is incredible throughout the entire project. Uh, it's got quite an, uh, an 80s experimental feel to it. Like it sounds like a bit, it sounds like an 80s track, but it's quite an experimental, uh, experimental one. With, and there's a lots of stuff that's added behind it, which adds to the feel of the song. Like there's loads of church bells and there's birds throughout the back. Hmm. Uh, the core of the song slaps but the intro and outro make it extremely unique eight and a half out of ten what did you think Ben can't remember it. I can't remember I I listened to it in the shower mate <laughs> I, I know I like the album and I know Hands of Love running up that hill and big whatever the violin one was big dab big dab with a big day <laughs> no, no the violin one what? big sky and cloud busting cloud busting that was the one they stood out to me I was like I know these songs and I love these songs and I know I liked yeah. the general vibe of the album and I liked the vocals yeah but I couldn't I also feel like I I'm do quite, have to I've outdone like, you quite a bit here yeah. but I <laughs> I've outdone you quite a bit yeah I? you have I feel like there's a test I've not revised for <laughs> <laughs> AM so Waking the Witch is a first in a series of three songs about the hallucinations she experiences. Bloody hell. She needs to, like, just lay off the weed brown. <laughs> and they, too um, many a week. Remember before when I was talking about how she's visited by three spirits? Yeah. Past, present. This is the, this is the first one of the first spirits, so it's the past, present, and future, which is yeah. the next three songs. And a, um, Waking the Witch is uh, from the past, I guess, and that's really all I've got for that in terms of concept for that song um, but as you said it's a beautiful song and a um, yeah the past is coming and trying to wake the witch which is Kate in this instance I think this one's based on a book as well from what I read well it sounds like it's based on a Christmas carol yeah that as well spirits. yeah yeah that pro- probably that has a large influence as well and then the outro as you said but it does fade beautifully into watching you without me mm. which <laughs> Is the um, a ghost or spirit? The ghost or the spirit that is a uh, kind of there, kind of return to the unconscious Kate Bush after the shipwreck. A um, and is trying to warn her, but nobody can see her or a um, speak to her. Are you so sure she wasn't just trying. like she just got she pretty... probably got proper drugged up for this? And then like the next day she was like, "Yeah, I'll go and do an interview and I'll just fucking mess with them." I'll be like, <laughs> this, "This sounds like she was on the about. biggest acid trip come down ever." Yeah, and she there just was loads of spirits following me. And I was under when you see Louis, she can kind of see it. Okay, but and uh, she might have been lying, might have not, but I'm taking artist's word for it. Yeah, a, um... I'm not calling Kate Bush a liar. <laughs> But a um, but it does fit in with the concept of the ninth wave. Yeah. A um, and then what did you think watching you without me? Watching you without me, I yeah. thought was the worst track on the album. Uh, I thought, as I said, it's decent. 
but it's not exactly a high spot on an album, which is pretty yeah. brilliant. It's decent, but there's just nothing special to it. So it's not a bad, I'm not yeah. saying it's a bad track. There's just nothing that stuck, that stuck out to me. There's yeah. nothing, there's nothing that made me want to go and listen to it again a million I times. I do think it works within the concept, but as songs. Yeah, if you're listening to the album, yeah. I'm not going to skip it, but I don't think it's that special. But yeah, but as songs sandwiched between Waking the Witch and Jigger Life, it does feel kind of like a lull, I guess. Because... <laughs> Uh, yeah. I've just seen my own review for Jig of Life and it made me chuckle. <laughs> go on then, Jig, jig of Life, let's go. It sounds quite medieval and I fuck with it. Yeah, it's uh, got it's a Celtic. proper Scottish jig sort yeah. of vibe to it. Really? Yeah, it samples In, Celtic a, uh, violins and strings. Oh, so it's got a proper, a, proper Celt, uh, a proper Scottish Celtic jig sort of An Irish to it. jig, some may say. And no, no, no. it matches really well <laughs> with Kate's vocals, makes for a very good song. When the beat changes at 1 minute 50, Three heart eyes, apparently. <laughs> I can't remember the beat change though, but I've put three heart eyes at 150 when the beat changes. Is that the one with the guitar? It Don't might know. be. I, think I give it an 8.75 8. Mm. out of 10. Uh, what, right, what? I, I'm not questioning your almighty review system, but what makes a song an 8.5 rather than an 8.75? I feel like if it's. That's a point. This is a good point. Um, for me, the reason I've given this one an 8.75 and then which one would I give an 8.5? I gave something an 8.5. Uh, what should I give an 8.5? Waking the Witch. I think it just, it's not good enough to be a 9, but it's not, it's better than Waking the Witch, but it's not like as good as Ruin of the Hill, for example. There's I like, think that's the problem with grading systems. It's, a, it's yeah. like you then, then become sandwiched between, do I, yeah, is, you, do I give it? Because this is what I'm trying own. to do. I'm trying to, mm. I'm always having to judge the, the songs with the other songs on the album in a way yeah. it gets to a point so I'm like I think it's better than this but worse mm. than that so it's kind of got to be sandwiched in between there which is why it's got that but I feel like if you're getting a 10 out of 10 it, for some reason it's a perfect song which is why there's I mean somehow there's three on this album and I thought there was only going to be one and there's three of them um, but for me the 8.75 was sort of like it's a really good track it's really good but there is times where I feel like not, there was not like times where I feel like it could be better, but there's it doesn't live up to other songs on the album. Mm. So if I'm judging, if I'm giving Cloudburst in a ten out of ten, how is uh, Jigger Life worse than that? Where am I? Like, what is what needs to be better in the song to get to that level? Okay, and that's mm. how I'm judging it. That makes mm. sense. Yeah. yeah, that makes cool. sense. Glad you're with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the drowning woman is confronted confronted by a future self who tries to convince her to fight for uh, their life. their life. I guess, and uh, which he called Jigger Life. It kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's nothing much else to go into that. Obviously, the strings were beautiful. It's yeah. really upbeat, especially after watching you without me, which I do agree is probably one one of the weaker songs on it. Yeah, I think it's not like it's a bad song it's either. Not a bad it's just, song. It's just a, I'm um, probably not going to go and listen to it as a single on its own. No. Whereas the Big Sky, I'll listen to again. Cloudburst, and I'll listen to again. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not going to jump out of my way to go and hear it. But if it comes on the album, I'm not going to be like, oh, this song again and get rid of it. And then we move on to, it then kind of fades into Hello Earth, doesn't it? It does fade into Hello, uh, into Hello Earth. Uh, it's quieter and more sombre in style. Yeah. It's six minutes, which I feel like is very long for a style for a song that's as sombre as it yeah. is. Um, the, tra- transition, the transition into Morning Fog didn't really work for me. I thought, it, if anything this song would have been better as the album closer being six minutes in length and being a bit mm. more somber. Um, uh, in the sense of musically, probably. Yeah. But in the sense of conceptually, obviously Conception, you didn't know. Yeah, but at the time they, I didn't uh, know Conceptually, once I explain it, you will realise that it, it, it makes sense here. But yeah, I said, um, unless I'm listening to the album fully through, I wouldn't probably listen to it again. Mm. And I gave it a seven out of 10. 
because it is a good it's a decent song but it's not <laughs> it's, um, it's when she was writing it she was on a come, come down from all the drugs she'd been taking from writing this fucking thing because you know what I just you, need so much chill you could that could be true <laughs> and I'm not shocked a, um, so it's really somber because a, uh, the woman is losing her strength she's starting to lose her strength she's on like the last thread of life she's like literally the brink of death which is why it's so kind of mellow and chill and then obviously the transition to morning fog uh, she survives. <laughs> Yay. Yay. She lives. I think towards the end of Hello Earth is kind of, I think uh, you can hear kind of funeral bells towards the end, which obviously yeah, you can. Death yeah. and the fact that she's dying and she survives in morning fog and yeah, <laughs> that's the album closer. <laughs> Do you hear my in-depth review on, on, the, on this morning fog? Go on. A somber, more gentle slapper. Like a little slap on your leg, not a hard slap to the face like Cloudbursting. Like a stroke of the thigh. I said, I said, I feel like this song would have worked perfectly after Jig of Life. It closed out an album, it closed out the album really well with another low-key banger, which the majority of this album is mm. a nice eight and a half out of ten. Lovely. Mm. And then, see, this is the, the whole thing is, I don't feel like it's fair to, I want to judge the album completely off of all the individual tracks. Yeah. So I'm reviewing this by the mean averages that we learned in maths in like year seven. So there's 12 tracks? Yeah. 12 tracks. So I gave the score, I added up all the scores, which ended up being 102.25 out of 120. Divided by 12 means I gave this album, I gave Kate Bush's Hounds of Love an 8.52 out of 10. Oh, which wow. is the first e- review. Even involved maths. The first yeah. review, it's not bad. <laughs> I've also made a playlist because of this album. Mm. Or because of this review See, that's Kate Bosch's influence again. Because yeah. this review Start style. Start making playlists. Because of the review style, every song that's a 10 out of 10, I'm adding to a playlist. So every, mm. they'll, by the end of the year, oh, there's going to be the, the, the most random playlist ever assembled. Yeah. But I think every song will be a perfect track. Yeah. I'll give it a very good, because... I don't. Really <laughs> very like good. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a number, a very good, somewhat out of 10. Yeah. But a very, no, yellow flannel very worthy or just kind of. Uh, yeah, orange. I'd say yeah. It's yeah. A yellow flannel. Yeah. Hopefully, all these classics will be yellow flannel. Yeah. Apart from if Westwood S- picks a fucking hell or not. <laughs> yeah. What are you picking next week then, Ben? Um, I think, hold on. I think we're, after we've we going, hey? explained a. Um, are classics we should the host should then kind of explain why they think the album is a classic yeah. either to them yeah, well. or in the general scheme of things it. i do think this obviously it's her biggest album and they um due to just the songwriting and the production alone it, it not only has it influenced music as a whole it also kind of solidified her as kind of one of probably one of the best british songwriters of all time and a um which then obviously led her to influence everyone I think <laughs> and that's kind of just why I kind of give it a classic because it's not only probably not necessarily because it might be a personal classic but because of its influence on music as a whole yeah so yeah that's Big it agree. what about you Ben what is your classic for next week that we should listen to I have picked to? Tracy Chapman's self-titled album album Tracy Chapman I'll spell it in a different name then no, uh, it's amazing. Chapman, Tracy. Not, not going to talk about it now. No, because I'm not going to talk about it. But let's, yeah, that's next week. It is the week. one with Fast Car on it, though. Tune in. Tune in next week only, to find out our opinions on That's the only Tracy song Chapman. going in that I know is Fast Car. It's not, mate. You... No, this is, no, off, 
off name alone it's the only song yeah. I feel like I yeah. know there'll be a lot more cloudbursts oh, yeah, I'm like oh were, shit this is it literally mate the whole the whole album for me my dad once put it on in the car well he has it on the car loads now but when we were driving back he was dropping me off at uni because I've been home for the weekend once and he just put mm. it on I was like oh this is the fast car album fast car came on I was like yeah I love that song and then the next like five or six I was like yeah I love that song <laughs> <laughs> by the end I was like fucking hell like it's, it's honestly amazing yeah, it's a great album I, I did I did love it there's only one song that I'm not a fan of yeah, that I always skip right, we'll be getting into we'll next talk to week. it next week we'll talk about it next I think week. the closing track should be a track from the classic that we review okay a, uh, so pick one I think it's going to be one of my 10 out of 10s I think I think because obviously I would have picked Running Up That Hill but collectively I think we all love Cloud yeah, I want to hear those strings that again. That we should just play that. Lovely, lovely. Anything lovely, else? Jubbly. Anything else? Everyone should be looking forward to next week. Uh, I'm doing, our voices. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of albums that came out. Over yeah. Summer. Oh yeah, all of Ben's albums that he loved. I think by then we would have listened to Slaughter Dogs, Slaughter Beach Dog. Yeah. Why that name is so annoying? Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hey, eventually yeah, say it right. We'll be able to. Uh, now it's not give the time. Yeah. Seals of approval. On um, the beach. On the beach. <laughs> or am I going to be washed up and am I going to drown? Mm. I'm visited by three spirits. And then trapped under ice. <laughs> well, am I going to be bursting some clouds? Oh, right. Always with the shit jokes to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> we have shit jokes throughout the show. <laughs> we are a shit show. We are <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> That's true. There we go, boys. Anyway, confidence boost. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you.